1: This this is Sports Talk Mississippi on your radio and in the game right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: What's up Thursday afternoon? Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. Alongside Michael Borky and Brian Haydad, I'm Richard Cross. Good to be with you on this Thursday afternoon. C Spire text line is open to you, 601-879-4395. Again, 601-879-4395. Get ready for faster phones. C Spire is rapidly expanding 5G as part of a billion-dollar investment into their 5G and fiber networks over the next three years. That means more coverage, more reliability, and more speed. Learn more online at cspire.com. Should be a fun afternoon. Looking forward to a uh, conversation with former Mississippi State baseball player Brooks Bryan. That's coming up to begin the 4 o'clock hour. He was on the 1998 College World Series team for Mississippi State. We've had fun over the last couple of weeks visiting with some former players that played on College World Series teams. Hey, Dad, was he 97 and 98? Was he on both of those yeah, teams? He okay. on both
3: of those teams, absolutely.
2: So uh, the, the first... Team at Mississippi State to go to the College World Series in back to back seasons. And now you have a team that is in the CWS for three straight seasons. And uh, the Bulldogs are playing the waiting game right now, waiting to find out who they will play tomorrow night. A win, meaning they get to the College World Series Championship Series. A loss means they have to turn around and play on Saturday in a winner take all game to get to the finals of the CWS. We are glad to have you along, boys. What's
4: up?
5: Borky, you good on a Thursday? Yeah, I've been thinking about something. In terms Sometimes of it's dangerous, it, it can be dangerous. But in terms of now, they got to win the game first. But the beautiful thing about us and being in media is that we're not on the team, and so our focus can be anywhere we want it to be. We can write off opponents <laughs> and overlook them and all that stuff. I've been thinking about who Mississippi State would rather play
4: in ooh, the hypothetical ooh,
5: championship yeah. series. I've done the same thing. I'm curious if we're going to have the same answer. So I think the answer is NC State after they lose the first of two games to Vanderbilt and then beat Vanderbilt in extra innings on Saturday to get to the championship (laughs) series. Because if it's either – NC State after winning the first game between the two or Vanderbilt, then the answer is Vanderbilt, right? Because they're probably going to have to throw lighter and or rocker again. So you get their rotation entirely messed up in a perfect world. You win your one game tomorrow night and you've got a rested Bednar ready to go and McLeod should be rested and ready to go also uh, for game two. And Vanderbilt's rotation will be all kinds of jacked up because they might have to pitch their dudes two days before the championship series. I think you kind of got to the same answer that
2: I was headed for, but my answer is not NC State. So so I feel like you laid out a bunch of things that have to happen for it to be NC State. My answer is, more, is way simpler than that. It's Vanderbilt because of what Vanderbilt would have to do to get to the point at which they play Mississippi State in the championship series. So same logic, but a different answer. NC State's pitching in this postseason outside of their 21-2 to loss to Arkansas. By the way, they haven't lost since. And they really kind of conceded games.
5: that game early, right? Like they, yeah, after, yeah. after a little while, it was like, all right, we're done saving our arms, try to go win the next two.
2: Yeah, I mean, it got out of hand, and they just kind of roll through it, and you worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Since then, though, the pitching for NC State has been really, really good. Their first two starters are outstanding, and they have a dominant closer. Is he as dominant as Landon Sims? Yeah, maybe not. But the guy's been outstanding on the big stage of the Super Regionals and the College World Series. So, why would it be Vanderbilt? Well, because on Friday night... Vanderbilt is going to throw Kumar Rocker. And if they win on Friday night, on Saturday, Vanderbilt is going to throw Jack Leiter. I don't see any scenario where Vanderbilt is able to roll Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter out again on Monday and Tuesday after having them pitch on Friday and Saturday. It's just not possible. I'm not 100% sure that you would even see one of them on Wednesday. Although, if it got to a third game, my guess is Kumar Rocker says, give me the ball.
3: Are you not familiar with Tim Corbin? I would fully expect Rocker to start on Tuesday and lighter on Wednesday, regardless of how many pitches they throw Friday and Saturday. What there is, There is no way on this planet that Kumar Rocker does not start game two.
2: If he pitches on Friday...
3: So he Saturday, will Sunday, on So on
2: three days rest. You think Kumar he Rocker? Will.
3: Yes, one hundred percent. Yes. Hmm. No, no, well, no. There's not even a question in my mind.
2: I still don't think it changes my answer, though. Hey, Dad, because there's no. I won't say no way. It seems unlikely to me, though, that Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter could be at their absolute best on three days rest after pitching on short rest before that. And and you have a history, to your point, of Vanderbilt trying to bring back an ace on short rest in an unusual situation and it not going so well. David Price was the most dominant pitcher in college baseball. You remember they were hosting Michigan in the Vanderbilt Regional, however many years ago that was? Mm-hmm. And they brought him, what, in the ninth inning to try and close out a game? And he gave up a home run and they lost the game. I still think it's advantage Mississippi State if, and by the way, Borky laid this out to begin. Borky said, we talk on the radio. Therefore, (laughs) we can look ahead because the text we get, why are we talking about Mississippi State in the finals? They have to get by Texas or Virginia first. They do. More short-term question, would you rather face Texas or Virginia?
3: I think the answer is Virginia. Virginia, yeah. You're going to face an ace one way or the other. Would you rather face Ty Madden or I forget Abbott's first name? But is it Andrew uh, Abbott? I think. I think that that's correct. I just feel like Texas is going to have more depth of pitching than would Virginia. So I would, if you made me, if I got to pick, I would say you'd rather play Virginia. I tend to agree with that. You can make it really simple. Would you rather face the number two national seed or a three seed from a somebody else's regional? I mean, it's but it feels like a pretty easy answer.
2: Yeah, I mean, I get that on the surface, but at the same time, it's about what have you done for me lately? It's not where were you, you know, in February, March, and April that ultimately determined how you were seated. I mean, these both of these teams have been playing at a really, really high level and with a high level of confidence. I think it's Virginia because I don't think any Virginia's got anybody that can shut the door at the end of the game right now. I I just Stephen Shock did not look right to me. Uh, when when he pitched against Mississippi State on who, what was it what are we today's Thursday, Tuesday night? So yeah, I mean I, I, I think the answer is Virginia.
5: It's a really good question. Why isn't the final series situated so that both teams can be rested and have their best players available? I mean, are we, are we really going to look at a scenario in which game one of the College World Series will not feature one of Vanderbilt's two top ten picks? But how long can you actually stretch the
3: College World Series out? You'd have to stretch it basically, knowing that the last elimination games are on Saturday, you'd have to stretch it to, what, Thursday? and go Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday of the next week? I mean...
5: That's not ideal for television. The reason why it's, it's on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday is... Four is, days
3: off. Yeah. But...
5: I don't know. I mean, don't you want to see the best players? In, in, and that baseball a unique sport, though you don't always get that. Game five of a World Series doesn't feature the best pitchers on the team, you know. But and baseball is unique like that because in the bottom of the ninth with bases loaded, you could have the eight-hole hitter who's hitting one seventy-five in the playoffs up to bat, and not Mookie Betts or somebody like that. I mean, that's just how baseball works. You can't just put your best play the ball in the best players' hands always. But still, it. That is a good question because if Vanderbilt does make it, you're going to feature college baseball on a Monday night on ESPN and you're going to talk about Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, and by the way, they can't pitch because they did just a couple of days ago. But also, if they'd have won and not come out of the loser's bracket, they wouldn't have had to pitch those guys a couple of days ago. So I, I, I get what you're saying.
2: I, I really do. But isn't this the, the isn't the other piece of this the advantage that you have for taking care of business and winning three yes. straight games? Yeah,
3: yeah, it's it's I, designed for the two winners brackets to you know to go undefeated and get there and be ready to, to reload restart your rotation basically.
2: And 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 if you have teams that go three and oh three and oh, then you get that. those pitching matchups in the right order. Yeah. But if a team loses, then they.
3: Yeah. Theoretically
2: should be at a little bit of a disadvantage.
3: If state wins and Vanderbilt has to play two more games, it's not state's fault that Vandy had to win, you know, two extra games. You shouldn't yeah. shouldn't give state a disadvantage there.
2: You want to be part of the conversation you can on the C Spire Text line. We're just getting started with you on this Thursday afternoon, Sports Talk, Mississippi.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. So far this afternoon, the ride home running fairly smoothly with no current reported accidents or congestion. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
8: That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two-to-one over the next best-selling brand.
10: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at Fourth and Gull Sports Cafe. The Philly cheesesteak sandwich or wrap. Melt in your mouth pulled pork sandwich and the best burger in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283.
1: Real talk for real Mississippians. The JT show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi
2: Five teams remaining with the chance to win the college baseball world series. After tonight, there will only be four left. Mississippi State and NC State are undefeated. Vanderbilt has one loss. They're still alive. Texas and Virginia playing each other tonight. Winner stays alive and the loser goes home. So who is currently the favorite to win it all? And who should be the favorite to win it all? Here's what Vegas says. Virginia is the long shot at plus 1,500. Then it's Texas at plus 650. Both of those teams, one of them not even going to be alive again after tonight. The other one has got a big, tall, uphill battle to try and beat Mississippi State twice to get to the championship series. Then you got Vanderbilt. Pretty fair amount of respect for a Vanderbilt team that's going to have to beat NC State twice at plus 275. Then you've got NC State at plus 250, and then you have Mississippi State as the odds-on favorite to win the College World Series at plus 150. So, Mississippi State is favored. Are they the team that should be favored Given what we've got left in the field,
3: yeah, I mean, I, you know, when you look at how the odds work and you got to take everything into account, state is undefeated. They only need to win one more game. So, same with NC State. State, on paper, higher seeded, is a better team than NC State. It makes sense for state to be the odds on favorite to win this. That, I mean, from just from a strictly odds making and mathematical standpoint, from what the casinos are going to look at, absolutely state should be the favorite to win. Do I think they're the favorite? No, I think Vanderbilt is still the favorite. I think if you said pick somebody to win this, I'm still going to go with Vanderbilt. But What? What? You think Vandy's still the favorite to win it all? I think Vandy is going to win it all. Maybe that's how I should say it. I think Vandy's going to win.
2: Is this like some reverse jinx?
3: I mean, they were, they were my the
2: sports gods or like you They were actually my pick coming in. That?
3: They were my pick coming in. Why, why, why would I have changed? Because they lost, and now
5: they're going to have to throw one of their guys, uh, potentially both of their guys, this weekend. I am just
3: These? I just feel like, the, I mean, I, like I said earlier, I think Corbin will bring – I think State will face – was it Little? Was that who went last night? That If, if State makes it, or whoever makes it, will face Little in game one, and then you're going to have to face Rocker and Lighter, And I, it's going to be tough to win those games. And if you don't win game one, I mean, it's just over. And that, that's what happened last night. Stanford obviously just choked it away. But they did they didn't win. These guys gotta beat NC State twice. They do. And they may not. And then when I have that new information, I will change my course. But right now, if you said who you think's gonna win the national title, I would say if I put my money on Vanderbilt. Feels like that's Vanderbilt's good value to do too. Vanderbilt's gonna be
2: back in Nashville. They're gonna be spreading for summer ball, guys getting ready for the draft, Tim Corbin doing whatever he does in the off season with Mississippi State playing somebody for a national championship, and hey, that's still going to be picking Vanderbilt to win it all. No. Not going to happen. All right, here we go. Uh, C Spire text line 601-879-4395. Since it's championship week next, will cross be on vacation. Not until
5: after the championship game is over. Uh, you are notorious for w- running away from good Mississippi State news. You just you do that all the time. Anytime state wins a football game that Monday, you're just you're gone. You just you can't stand yeah, that, talking about it. I
2: mean,
3: he's, he's like me back in grade school when when Ole Miss would win the Egg Bowl that Monday. I always had a stomach ache. Ah, oh, I can't I can't go to school. You weren't prepared for the ribbing, man. I, I took a serious ribbing back in those days too. So <laughs> you probably delivered some yourself too. <laughs> well, not, not when I was in grade school in the eighties. What?
2: Ah. Yes, I am going on vacation with my family, but not until after, not this coming week, but the week after that. So, fair enough. Uh, What else have we got? We've got, uh, let's see here. I'm with Brian. I still think Vandy wins it all. Here's a message that says NC State will destroy Vandy. Can't believe he said Vandy. I actually would take exception with that. NC State may beat Vanderbilt. I don't think they're going to destroy them.
3: Has anybody destroyed them all year? Have they lost the game by more than three, four runs?
2: My guess is yes, but I don't have their entire schedule in front of me, and so I would uh, just be guessing.
3: I have a device. Let me see what I can find out.
2: NC State has wins against Kevin Copps and Jack Leiter in their last three games. I like their chances to win one of two against a short-rested Vandy. That's a pretty reasonable take. I mean, that, that, that's, that is very level-headed rationale for why you think Vanderbilt will not be in the championship series. Um, not sure if you guys covered this yet. But who would you rather face tomorrow as a Mississippi State fan, Abbott or Madden?
3: We just we just said that I would rather face Abbott.
2: What was your rationale on that? I, I don't know if you really went into why you prefer.
3: I just think Madden's a better pitcher, and I, I I mean Madden. I haven't seen a lot of first round mocks, and I could be wrong. We're missing him that has him as highly rated as as Ty Madden. I think Madden's the better pitcher. Not sure the numbers back that up, though. Well, I mean the numbers of, of who they, you know, you got you got to take into account who they've played and everything else. Yeah, I understand that. I, 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 I if get I'm that right, Andrew Abbott uh, maybe has lost uh, four times this year by four more more runs, and twice to Georgia. But that's it.
2: Oh yeah, that Thursday, Friday, Saturday series where Georgia hit seventy billion
11: it long just balls got
3: smoked two of the, they lost. They lost two of those games by a combined score of 23 to 3. right, so, win-loss record for
2: Andrew Abbott doesn't tell the entire story. He's 9 and 6, so obviously he has been beaten throughout the year, but I would remind you that Griff McGarry was 0 and 5 with an ERA north of 6 prior to his last start and he was pretty darn good. Andrew Abbott 9 and 6 with a 2.87 ERA. He has made 19 appearances. With 17 starts. In 19 appearances, he's thrown 106, uh, 106 and two-thirds innings. Has given up 89 hits and 32 walks. He has struck out 162. Now, he does give up uh, a bunch of home runs. 13 home runs allowed. Opponents are hitting 228 against him. So the strikeout numbers are better. For Andrew three. Abbott, than
3: they are for Madden. Very good, but Mississippi State is not a team that strikes out a lot, so I don't really, I don't fear strikeout pitchers if I'm a Mississippi State baseball player. Does the fact that you're talking
2: about a left-handed pitcher make a difference?
3: I mean, that that doesn't help. I mean, but State has some. You know, Rowdy Jordan can go from both sides of the plate. You've got Cumbus on the right side. You've got um, uh, Tanner, and, and and you know he can he can go right. Cam James, you got some big bats on the right side. So no, it doesn't. Doesn't bother me that much. Okay. You got a preference, Borky? Abbott or Time Madden?
5: I mean, do you want to shoot me in the left leg or the right leg? That's fair. <laughs> They're both really, really good. What about the fact that you've seen Madden already? That, and can't you argue that Texas's lineup is filled with better hitters than Virginia's? So if, if, if it's kind of all the same from a pitching perspective, they're both high-level guys. You would rather the team that generally doesn't hit as well, that cannot score as well as the other?
3: Yeah. Texas is just the better baseball team. They are. I mean, are. that's what it is at the end of the day.
5: Although, uh,
3: Borky, to your argument, you, I think you
2: could – I think you could persuade me that Virginia is better offensively than Texas.
5: The way they've swung it to get is, here is significant. Yeah, I mean, they've been hot, and you know, kind of watching that lineup the other night, you had
2: three hits out of the the nine hole hitter. Yeah, the the Gelof brothers at the at the corners on the infield can swing it. Codye's pretty good bat in the lineup as well, and, and they've been they've been hot. So, I don't know. Somebody said Texas will have a lot more fans. That's true.
3: Very true. I don't
2: know if that makes a difference or not. I mean, regardless of who they play, Mississippi State is going to have the fan advantage in the stands. Mississippi State has had good crowds, really good crowds, by College World Series standards, for their first two games in Omaha. What they have had so far will pale in comparison to to the amount of maroon and white that you will see in the stands Monday night, Tuesday night, potentially Wednesday night, if they win one of their next one or two ball games, depending on how it plays out. We can all agree on that, can't we? 100%. A large contingent will be headed west, north and west from Mississippi, if the Bulldogs get to the championship series. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We got more with you right after this.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 74. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny with a slight chance of rain, high near 92. Or your Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
4: Halito, it's time for the 71st Choctaw Indian Fair, July 14th through
6: the 17th.
1: Live on the main stage, music's rising stars, Jimmy Allen, Zach Williams, and Brett Young. Experience Choctaw cultural arts, food, dancing, plus everyone's favorite carnival rides. Get your war paint on with the res run starting 7 a.m. Saturday, or test your strength with the Iron Warrior competition. And new this year is the inaugural Cornhole Tournament. Visit ChoctawIndianFair.com and like us on Facebook.
6: Hope to see you there. A piece, lechke.
13: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. Come shop the freshest locally grown fruits and vegetables, meats, and other farm-raised products at the Mississippi Farmer's Market every Saturday from 8 to 1. While there, you can grab breakfast or lunch at the City Limits Cafe and shop our new genuine Mississippi store for unique items made right here in Mississippi. The stores also open weekdays 11 to 1 every day. All this at the Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street in Jackson, right near the fairgrounds. Y'all come see.
10: The staff and management of the Bay Point Country Club would like to wish you a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Have fun, but please drive safely this July 4th holiday. From the staff and management of the Bay Point Country Club in Brandon. Happy 4th of July.
0: When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantees,
11: so you
5: can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Rotorooter, router 601 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call
0: Roto-Rooter,
10: that's the name. Got a wink on troubles down the drain. roto
9: I'm Stephen Gagliano and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A suspect is dead after an officer involved shooting in Alcorn County on Wednesday. Armed with a knife, the suspect identified as 39-year-old Robert Blackburn ran into the woods behind a home after deputies tased and pepper sprayed him. After re-emerging from the woods, authorities deployed the taser again in an effort to get Blackburn to drop his weapon but it was ineffective. He then lunged at officers while raising the knife before a deputy fired. the Mississippi Healthcare Organization is working to contact patients affected by a data breach in December of 2020.
6: According to WLBT, the Mississippi Center for Advanced Medicine was the victim of a ransomware demand. The breach affected an internal server that contained documents, including some personal patient information, possibly names, social security numbers, or more. The center does say no credit
14: or debit card information was compromised.
4: Jesus loves the little
14: children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his heart.
16: Jesus
6: loves the little children of the world.
12: Gallo here, just want to remind you about the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Fawn on July the 15th. Look, not only tune in, be a part of it right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Let the broadcasting of the disturbed continue. Sports Talk Mississippi. Super Talk Mississippi.
9: How come all the pretty girls like you are taking, baby? I've been looking for someone like you to save me.
17: It's too easy to be so damn
1: complicated.
2: Take your time. All right, so last night, Stanford and Vanderbilt played another wild game. Stanford led 4-0 going to the bottom of the fourth inning. Vanderbilt got a couple of runs in the bottom of the fourth. The Dominic Keegan two-run home run got them on the board, but Stanford added a run in the top of the sixth. They were ahead 5-2 to two at that point. Sixth inning, Vanderbilt gets a couple of runs back. Connor Nolan, let's see, uh, Colwick gets uh, an RBI single to make it 5-3. to three. And then Connor Nolan gets an RBI single to make it 5-4. to four. And then Stanford goes to its bullpen, and they do what we sometimes see in the postseason, right? You go an entire season, and your ace is your game one pitcher. But you go to your ace. That's what they did with Brendan Beck. Five strikeouts in a relief outing. looked like he was in complete control. He's got two outs in the ninth inning. Enrique Bradfield Jr. gets a single to right to score, uh, not Roberto Vaz, uh, Roberto Vaz's son, right,
3: Javier Vaz? Man, Roberto Vaz is still playing. Jeez.
2: Yeah. Uh, Javier scores the game tying run. And then with a runner on third base, Spencer Jones, who was pinch running for, I guess it would pinch hit for Jason Gonzalez, the third baseman. He scores on a wild pitch. And you can't help but feel bad for a guy like Brendan Beck. Who has been spectacular for Stanford throughout the year. He's been really good for them in the postseason. He's their guy. They're not in that position without him. And yet, you know, whether he was a little tight or a little out of gas or he just made a bad pitch. I mean, he spikes a breaking ball and he gets to the backstop and. Spencer Jones comes home to score, and Vanderbilt goes crazy, and they win it six to five. Does Vanderbilt have the it factor? And I ask that because we we've talked so much about Mississippi State and the the it factor. You know, you you can't they they keep competing, and as long as they got a chance, they've got a chance, and they find a way to win. Look at Vandy in this postseason. And what, a walk-off win against Ole Miss in the SEC tournament? They get through their regional, they get through their super regional, get to the College World Series, close games, couple of walk-off wins in Omaha. Is there something about this Vandy team that, that is similar to Mississippi State?
3: Well, I mean, I say they have the it factor, but that's because they have about an extra $475,000 worth of scholarship money on that team. Than Mississippi State does. I mean that that's that's their it factor is they just have the best team. They 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 have the most depth uh, in the lineup. And then they have they have the the best two pitchers there. That's that's the it factor. It's not that they have. I mean, yeah, they're they're winning some games in some some crazy ways. But at the end of the day, you know, it just it feels to me like it's more like the most talented team is just coming out on top.
5: We got a little lucky last night, but a win is a win. It, You've still got to be coached, and you still have to play. But in tournament baseball especially, it's a little bit easier for them to shut down teams coming out of the loser's bracket when you're bringing guys out of the pen that other teams just don't have by that volume. I mean, the same can be said about Alabama football, too. The scholarships are even there, but yet they have the best players, and their special teams are filled with five stars. So, I mean, it's not unique to baseball, but they are absolutely the deepest team. And when it comes to this particular situation, there's not a team left in Omaha that has the depth of talent on the mound that they do. And Kyle Pearson said on the broadcast, he was asking, what makes Vanderbilt so good from a guy that doesn't cover college baseball? And his his, <laughs> his response was, he was like pitching. He said, they, they can bring guys out of the bullpen that nobody else in America can do. And he's not wrong. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, okay, so the, the
2: headline grabbers for Vanderbilt are Kumar Rocker and Jack Leiter. And deservedly so. But everybody they run out is 92 to 96 with a good hard breaking ball and an okay changeup. I mean, it's just, you don't even need a scouting report. Are they right handed or are they left handed? Right handed. Oh, he's, uh, he's 93 to 96 with a hard slider. Lefty. Oh, he's 92 to 95. Throws a change up to left handed hitters. Wipe out breaking ball. Rinse and repeat. It's the way they built their staff. But let's not pretend like all of those guys are unhittable either. I mean, as good as Vanderbilt is, as talented as Vanderbilt is, they've still got, what, 18, 19 losses this year? I don't have it pulled up in front of me.
3: Yeah, something like that. I mean, They're beatable. They're beatable, but they're still the best team, top to bottom.
2: Certainly they're the most talented team. Yeah. Are best and most talented always the same thing? Not always. No. There's no question they are
5: the most talented team. Texas football is a great example of that. Go look at the, their recruiting classes for the last 15 years. They're not they don't they haven't won though. They've no. gone through coach after coach after coach. They have been one of the most talented programs in America for 15 years, regardless of who the coach has been. they're not winning. I
2: suppose I I should correct myself. Chase and Columbus says it wasn't a spiked uh, spiked breaking ball. He threw it over the catcher's head. Spiked was not the right word. My apologies on that. It was a breaking ball that didn't break. If you watch it, it comes in at 76 miles an hour, and he's expecting, maybe didn't quite get on top of it enough. I, I don't know. That thing stayed and... It was trying to flatten out, but it didn't. And the catcher leaps up and it's off his glove into the backstop and Vanderbilt wins it. So my apologies for mixing up the terminology. Wild pitch regardless. Vandy Walkoff winner. C Spire text line is open to you. 601-879-4395. I tell you all the time about C Spire and the business solutions they've got, the great plans they've got, the noble, here's the real deal, all of those things. I was reminded earlier today there's one more thing that C Spire does really, really well. They fix stuff when it's broken. We went to uh, we went to lunch of, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago on Sunday, and I had my phone, I guess it was sitting on my leg or chair or well, I dropped it, whatever it was, and it felt like the leg of the table was sticking out and my phone rotated it. I, I saw it happening in slow motion. Face down as it was falling, and like the top screen on the corner, it hit right on the corner of the leg of the table. And I thought, Ugh. picked it up, and it's like shattered in one little spot, and it's spiderwebbed over the last couple of weeks. So I run into C today. I said, I can't ever remember how I'm supposed to do this. Apple Care or bring it to you guys. I've got Apple Care, whatever. They said, yeah, we'll fix it. An hour later, brand new screen, good to go. You guys are going to think I'm weird. Maybe you're not going to think I'm weird. You already think I'm weird. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. An hour without my phone was uncomfortable. Well, yeah. It shouldn't be, but it was. Like, I left my phone behind with them. They said, I'll be ready 45 minutes or an hour. I was like, okay. So I go and grab some lunch, run an errand, run another errand, go back by and it's like yeah, I'm kind of going through withdrawals. Maybe that means that um maybe that means there's too too much of an attachment but regardless.
3: Yeah, I mean, when things become part of your I mean, it's just like, you know, it's like a shirt. Imagine walking around outside without a shirt for an hour. You'd feel weird, right? I borky probably does that all the time. Yeah, not with this well. bot. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, you 2 I'm just saying. You know, it's just like anything else. It's not. It's yeah. not unusual. Yeah, I, I do get it.
5: anxiety. Uh, the The three hours we got we got to actually go to the beach. I did dive in despite the uh, double red flags, and I can't tell you the number of times that I touch where my phone pocket is, my keys pocket is, my wallet pocket is. Phone front left, keys front right, wallet back right. Always. And I probably did the check four or five times before I dove in the water. Just to make sure one of those things were not still in my pocket before I got in. <laughs> I mean I probably looked like a lunatic. One, I was going into an ocean that nobody else is in, but also I'm sitting here patting myself on the legs like a like a lunatic.
2: For what it's worth, I would have done the same thing.
5: Well, I probably would have patted my wallet,
2: you know, to make sure I didn't have my phone in my pocket, but I absolutely one hundred percent would have also gotten in the water. So good for you on that front. Good for you. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We will be right back.
6: the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. An accident to report in Hines County, Highway 49 northbound, right before Pine Haven Drive. Expect delays in that area. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
12: Be sure and check out the newly remodeled Basils in Fondren, where you get simple food done well. And don't forget to drop by Basils Fountain View at the Renaissance. Go to eatbasils.com for online ordering for both locations. That's Basils.
18: In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone. Like Explorer and Expedition, SUVs built to command the road and the 2021 f-150 smart tough and built to get the job done because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few they're built for america
6: drive one at your mid-south ford dealer today
16: This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something, and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau, they get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.
1: Find out what's happening in Mississippi politics and what it means to you on the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 on Super Talk Mississippi.
5: Here we go.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi. Here's more. (laughs) Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. You want to be part of the conversation? Ceasefire text line is the best way to do it at 601-879-4395. Hey, just a reminder, as you know, our friend JT Williamson, broadcast partner here at Super Talk, Mississippi, longtime host of the JT show, undergoing treatments for cancer and because there is a severe shortage of blood platelets across Mississippi, there's a desperate need right now for people like you and us to donate blood and platelets to help cancer patients like JT and many, many others. If you would like to or you are willing to make a donation, go online to msblood.com or call 888-90-BLOOD. That way you can find a place to donate near you and let them know that you are there to donate in honor of J.T. Williamson. Complete switch of gears here. But we'll get back to some baseball later on. Uh, coming up this afternoon, a couple of guests on the Farm Bureau phone line that are on the horizon. Brooks Bryan, former Mississippi State baseball player, was on the 97 and 98 teams for the Bulldogs that went to the College World Series in back-to-back years. And then Cole Kubelik will join us at 20 minutes after four. We'll get into some college football stuff with Cole uh, coming up about half an hour from right now. I know how locked in you guys are on the New Orleans Saints. Mickey Loomis did some media stuff on the radio and with local folks yesterday. He talked a lot about expectations and expectations for this year's Saints team. And his take was pretty simple. You know, you can debate whether or not it's right or if it's, you know, GM speak or whatever. He was asked about expectations, given the success that they've had and the fact that Drew Brees is gone. And his simple answer was, well, we're embracing the expectations. We're glad that there are expectations in place, because when we got here 20 years ago, zero expectations. In some ways, a victim of their own success, is that what you want to hear from the GM?
5: No doubt. Yeah, 100%. I would like to hear Jameis is our quarterback, and we're looking forward to starting training camp with him as QB1, but uh, we're not going to get as that. As opposed
2: to Jameis Winston and uh, Winston and Taysom Hill competing to be the
5: starter? Hey, I've seen some uh, Jameis workout videos.
3: He's his, doing some crazy stuff. His
11: trainer's a hear... creative
5: guy.
3: I would rather hear we have a deal in place to bring Aaron Rodgers down here, but I can live with the other one. I guess
5: it, this is such a fascinating year for New Orleans. I can't wait to spend a lot of the time this summer talking about this team because it is life after Drew Brees. I, I'm a new money Saints fan. I don't. I wasn't a fan before Brees was there. Hey, Dad has a completely different story. But a lot of you listening who have been Saints fans your whole life, it sucked. It was awful. It was not a good time. And, and now you think you should have the bones of a pretty good roster. Now, you lost a lot of depth because you had to get under the COVID-shortened salary cap. But it still should be a roster that is a playoff team. I don't think it's a Super Bowl one. But hopefully I'm proven wrong. What will year one life after Drew Brees look like? And... <laughs> Because you've got you've got one year deal basically for Jameis right now, so they they have not invested in him at all. They could be doing this again next year if it doesn't go well. What an interesting time!
3: If 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 the Saints are good this year, if they're a ten win team, ten and 7, 11 and six, that really feels weird to say. By the way, um, in the first year of Jameis with the young core they have there, and they're just going to continue. They're they're going to be very quickly back in Super Bowl contention. If they aren't good this year, then yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be a little bit of a rebuild, and they're going to have to find the new guy behind behind center. But you know that that's we'll have to wait and see. I, I think they they have the pieces in place. They have everything around Jameis to to make him successful. Just it's it's just all about him.
2: David McComb sends us a message. You may or may not have seen this news yesterday. Saints selected a new radio play by play guy, Mike Haas, who was a sports anchor at uh, Channel 4 in New Orleans. I, I guess he and Jim Henderson worked together at the uh, the same time there. Uh, he is replacing Zach Streif, who after three years left the broadcast booth and uh, joined the coaching staff. So a lot of people talking about that yesterday. That message was from Dave in McComb.
5: It's interesting. There was definitely a learning curve with Streif on how to do it. Year one was was rough. And I say that as somebody that could not have done near as good of a job as he did in year one. So I have the perspective on that. But it took him some time to, to get there. And by the time he was done, he was great. And then here they go adding someone who isn't a play-by-play guy. That's interesting. Yeah. A lot of people that thought uh, Mike Hoss was going to get that job
2: three years ago when Jim Henderson stepped aside... And then you had a former player that, as I understand it, kind of went to his coach and was like, hey, I really want to do this. And they're like, okay. And they told him to hire him. He worked really, really hard behind the scenes to get ready to do that. This guy had a communications degree from Northwestern and uh, kind of made himself into what he became over a, a pretty short period of time. Cool stuff. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. We got more coming up with you. When we come back, we'll visit with former Diamond Dog Brooks Bryant.
1: You're listening to W. Man and Nobody Chatting, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Peroni's Tree Pro, 601 345
11: 89.fm. I'm Karen McHugh. A bipartisan infrastructure deal is reached in Washington.
6: President Biden said the bipartisan infrastructure deal will put Americans to work.
1: And we're going to do it all without raising a cent
19: from earners below $400,000.
6: The plan, which still needs congressional support, would be funded in part by unspent jobless benefits and tighter tax enforcement.
11: Fox's Rachel Sutherland, the total package amounts to nearly $1 trillion. Still opposed to that COVID shot, a new report shows that most recent coronavirus deaths are among the unvaccinated.
1: The Associated Press reports data from last month shows COVID deaths among those who have gotten any of the vaccines amounts to one-tenth of one percent. Even with the availability, Americans refusing to get the shot
20: or shots has caused a lag in the vaccination efforts as of late. Fox's journal Scott, America is listening to Fox News.
9: Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's vaccination rate is the lowest in the country, and state health officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says this is especially problematic among the state's younger population. The challenge with that's going to be is we're going to have ongoing outbreaks that are going to do several things. It's going to impede
21: our ability to open up schools fully without having to go through quarantine and close off events and that sort of stuff, but it also it's going to further threaten those vulnerable groups because we're maintaining transmission.
9: Just just under 35 percent of mississippians have received at least their first dose of the vaccine and just 30 percent of mississippians are fully vaccinated and amazon has announced that it will build a solar farm in scott county it's part of the company's launch of a group of new renewable energy projects in the united states with the mississippi solar site being one of 14 projects in north america and europe the scott county site is expected to be operational by 2024
12: Hey, it's Lucky Buck, and I'm here to tell you about a new holiday. And unlike National Selfie Day, this one actually makes sense. It's First Tuesday. On the first Tuesday of every month, the Mississippi Lottery introduces new scratch-off games, and that is a reason to celebrate. So try your luck with fresh scratch-offs each month. And hey, take a
11: selfie while you're playing. Oh, hold on. That one may be a keeper. Have fun, y'all. Must be 21 or over to play. Gambling problem? Call 888-777-9696.
9: Mississippi has been awarded a silver shovel by Area Development Magazine for 2020. Based on the number of new jobs created, the combined dollar amount of those investments, and several other factors, Mississippi was awarded the silver shovel in the under 3 million population category with Kansas taking home the gold. Mississippi's top project of 2020 is Amazon's new fulfillment center in Madison County which will create 1,000 new jobs when it opens later this year. And as Mississippi's newest city, Gluckstadt is starting off with a zero balance. Mayor Walter Morrison told us their projected annual sales tax revenue is $1.8 million.
11: You can expect about a 60-day delay from the time that the first tax dollar is uh, gathered or collected Until such time, it's actually paid to the city. So we're looking at August or or September before we'll have $1 to the city's name.
12: The folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, six to nine. Gallo show will start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
1: 97.3. Here comes more Sports Talk Mississippi.
14: You ready, guys?
1: On Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Rumors Texas. Four o'clock hour, Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. Thanks for being with us. Richard Cross, Brian Haydad, Michael Borkey, and you on this Thursday. Seaspire text lines open right now, though. We will go to the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. Had a lot of fun over the last week and a half or so going back and visiting with former Diamond Dogs, guys that played in the College World Series on one of the previous 11 teams that made it to Omaha. We do that again today. Brooks Bryan, former All-SEC outfielder for Mississippi State, was on the first team that was back-to-back in Omaha for Mississippi State, 1997 and 1998. Brooks, really appreciate some of your time this afternoon.
22: No problem, Richard. I appreciate you guys asking me to be on it.
2: I'm curious if this time of year, when you look up and you see Mississippi State in the College World Series, th- does it bring back a flood of memories, or is that something that you think about on a more regular basis than just, you know, middle of June every year? Yeah,
22: this time of year for sure, man. Basically, uh, I guess the last three years since State has been there, the last three, but just, you know, regardless if State's there or not, just watching it on TV. Um, even though it's TD Ameritrade and, and not uh, not Rosenblatt, it still brings back memories and just things that we did there and, and uh, just the teammates and you know, just kind of what all we did and, and were able to accomplish and just have fun and uh, be around each other.
2: Brits, I've said a, a bunch of times that w- one of my regrets – and, and I try not to, like, go through life regretting a lot of things, but one thing I do regret is that I never saw a College World Series game at Rosenblatt. Uh, it looks different. It feels different. It sounds different now at TD Ameritrade. It's I don't know, feels like a more sterile ballpark. Like it's just a big minor league park as opposed to that kind of college feel that Rosenblatt had. What are your memories of, of Rosenblatt Stadium?
22: Uh, just the nostalgia um, because I grew up, Watching it every year on TV and and just you know and seeing it and watching Clark and Palmero when they were there and and then when when Eccles and, and and those guys win and 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 John Cohen but and then we were able to go in the first year you know uh, our bus driver uh, Everett drove us by there the night we got there you know to try to get uh, the the all out of us and everything but you know the first year was was still starstruck being there but. It was just uh, man, just the atmosphere, and, and even though there was twenty some thousand people there, you still, it was just different than playing on a college campus stadium where the probably the, the partisan is ninety five percent fans for one team compared to five percent out there. It's you know close to fifty fifty. So just a different feel feel with it there uh, as compared uh, as compared to, to on campus stadiums.
2: All right, so going two years in a row, what was different? In the way you guys approached it in '98, from the first time you went in '97,
11: just
22: uh, we we expected to get back there, uh, and and we had been there before. It's just like you know, Kosamona said said it a couple of times in the last couple of days, where if we he he, were, he was able to throw eight different pitchers or uh, seven different relievers uh, a couple of nights ago in the game, and the next time they step on the mound, they're going to already have done it, and that experience is huge, and especially uh, going a second time. It was just it was just totally different. We you know we were starstruck the first time, but we felt like we we still you know belong there. And and but the second time was definitely a, a different feeling. Just you know, as Lamona said you know with the pitchers and, and hitters and everything that uh, like Cameron James. You know, the first game uh, Sunday that he got to play in was his first time to to bat there. At, at, to the Ameritrade, but now each game that passes and each at bat that passes, it's just, it just it becomes more and more uh, of something that that he can calm his nerves with, and that's something that that uh, uh, Gotro has, has said about Ta about Tanner Island is where man he can just slow his heart rate down regardless of, of the situation he's in or regardless of where he's playing, and that's one of his biggest attributes is just being able to to be calm in those situations and. Uh, And I think that's bled out to the rest
2: of the team now. Yeah, it's funny you mention that about Cameron James. Another guy that I think about that that kind of falls into that category is is Callum Clark. So, you know, the first time he steps on that field, it's against Texas, and there are 22,000 people in the stands. But maybe things slow down a little bit in in his second opportunity. And, you know, State no hit through seven innings, and then with one swing he, he changes the feeling in the game and this is a guy who, you know, three days later had never been on that stage. Or three days yeah, earlier, Kellen's I guess good. I should say. Right, right. Kellen's gonna
22: be uh, he's gonna be a, a stud. He's, he's uh I think in a couple of years we're gonna see him taken in the top couple of rounds in the draft. He he's a, a big kid. He had some health issues earlier in the year, lost twenty pounds or so. But he yeah. can swing it. And uh, he just now you know, and, and I think Brad Columbus is a lot like him. They're just now being able to see enough pitches to pick up spin, to pick up location and feel comfortable. Um, and, and Kellum has been able to do that. And his first game in, in Omaha, he gets to see Ty Madden. And, I mean, Madden was just just throwing three pitches for strikes and throwing 96, 97. When somebody's doing that, and then McGarry was doing the same exact thing a couple of nights ago, it's really hard to you know to, to put a good swing on a on a ball and, and barrel one up, but uh, as you can see, Kellum's going to be really good, and and he put a great swing on that on that pitch, and it was a fastball, and of course that's what he was looking for, and and and, and was able to to get the first hit and basically take care of the no hitter and the shutout all in
3: one swing. Brooks, we were talking yesterday about maybe the the biggest home runs in MSU history with TA's home run Tuesday night, and, and of course Burke Masters and and uh, and Elijah McNamee. You are on the other side of that. You may have the best catch in Mississippi State history. That ridiculous uh, grab at center against Washington. The picture is up there on Twitter right now. Just sort of run us through that play and what's going through your mind as you hit up against the wall. <laughs>
22: Yeah, so uh, the wind was blowing out that day, like uh, came out morning, and I was playing deep, pretty much the whole game, and uh, they had a lefty up, and 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 actually that was in '97, so I was in right field, but uh, it was a high fly ball, and and I knew that I had plenty of time to to get back to the fence, and, and I got there, and I was like, if there's any way, you know, if this ball comes down within, you know, four or five feet of the fence, you know, there's no way I'm gonna let it drop, and and uh, they were able. To <laughs> Obviously, they were able to get a, a great picture of it, but it was something that, that I'll always remember. And, and I can remember like yesterday, even though I guess it's I don't know, been 23 or 24 years ago now. But, uh, yeah, it was just uh, happened to be uh, kind of in the right place at the right time, and, uh, and it was hit high enough for me to be able to get back there.
2: Brooks, I'm curious. We talk sometimes when we're watching a football game about if you really, really want to know what's going on in a football game, you watch the line of scrimmage. And yet, very few people do that. Everybody watches the ball. I'm curious, as a former player, do you find yourself more closely watching outfielders and maybe some of the things that normal people don't see when they're watching a game? You know, how they open their hips, how they run, how they, you know, whether or not they're able to keep their head still while they're running. Do you notice that stuff, or do you just kind of take it in as a fan now?
22: Uh, I, I occasionally do. Um, uh, a lot of it is with outfielders is, is mainly jumps and routes. That's, to me, that's the two biggest things that you can have. You can have great speed, but if you have bad jumps or, or bad routes, uh, you really have to make up for it with your speed. But I was more of a guy where um, where I felt like I can anticipate and get a good jump on the ball and, and take a great route. To be able uh, to make up for uh, for some of the speed, so uh, I occasionally watch that, but definitely, uh, probably more so, watching pitcher, catcher, and hitter—just little things, uh, you know, where catcher sets up or how the catcher reacts to, to certain to certain calls from the umpire. I watch little things that in that area of the game that a lot of people don't.
2: You know, I found myself a number of times this year watching Logan Tanner behind the plate. You talk about watching pitcher and catcher. He moves around a ton back there, but it seems like it's, it's not just for fun. He's not like just trying to keep himself occupied. There's a reason for the way he's moving behind the plate.
22: Yeah, exactly. He's, he's, he's going to be another one. I think you see going the top couple of rounds, uh, probably after next year's draft where, man, he's, he's got a big league on, big league catcher. Um, and he's improved so much behind the plate. Um, I, I know. Lamonis talks about that all the time with how good Cheese has been with him. Uh, uh, Cheeseborough, the the, uh, the third, uh, the catching coach that they have. Where man, he's worked with him so much on his receiving and blocking, and he's become one of the premier catchers in the league, along with uh, with the catcher from Ole Miss. And both of those guys are going to go real high in the draft. But uh, but yeah, Logan sets up uh, to help his pitcher out, but he also helps uh, sets up to help the umpire out where. He can a lot of times steal a pitch or two, uh, an inning for a pitcher just by the way he sets up, and and to help the home, you know, call maybe a pitch that's maybe a half a ball to a ball off the plate.
7: Yeah,
2: man, great catching up with you. Appreciate some of the insight and uh, maybe a little bit of a look down memory lane as well. And uh, it's always fascinating to me how how much uh, all of you former players stay locked into uh, what's going on with the program. Should be fun uh, tomorrow night. Thanks so much, Brooks. No problem. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Brian. That's Brooks Bryan joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team at Mississippi Farm Bureau. Played on the 97 and 98 College World Series teams at Mississippi State. Cole Kubelik joins us when we come back. We will switch gears and talk some pigskin next.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. That earlier accident in Hines County on Highway 49 northbound has been cleared from the roadway and currently there are no new reports of accidents or congestion affecting your afternoon commute. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
4: in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping, and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformations. Just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is.
12: Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson ninety-seven point three.
9: What do they want? Exciting news!
14: Brace yourself.
1: More sports talk, Mississippi now. now.
2: baseball conversation over the last few months. Not right now, though. Farm Bureau phone line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team, Mississippi Farm Bureau. The last time I saw this guy, we were in uh, in Tampa, Florida, standing in the first row of the stands, not able to be on the field. Cole Kubelik joins us right now. Uh, SEC Network, ESPN College Football Analyst, and radio host with Jocks in Birmingham. What's up, man? It's been a while.
19: Yeah, it has been. Uh, I kind of forgot how, uh, I kind of forgot how that game worked out. I know I saw you once in the first half and then I kind of thought, you know what? I'm not walking back and forth, uh, through the stands across the field to go back and see what everybody's doing. So, uh, I pretty much camped out on the Indiana sideline for the rest of the game and that's kind of the way that it played out. So sorry about that. Well,
2: you must have found out that's where they were bringing a blooming onion and so you felt no reason to leave.
19: Well, I mean, that was also one of the reasons that I decided to stay where I was. Of course, uh, you know, when, when you get when you when you get hooked up with something like that, you don't want to walk away from
2: it. Yeah, I, I certainly understand that. I think I had a pack of crackers in my uh, in my bag that uh, I munched on at uh, at halftime. Hey, man, let's let's dive in and talk a little bit. I, I know you do your homework and, and have already started diving in on this this 2021 season. That's kind of a year round thing for you. Let's talk some Ole Miss in Mississippi State to uh, to start things off. So, year two for Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, a lot of pieces coming back on the offensive side of the ball. I'm not sure that they can be as bad as they were defensively last year. I mean, that was a historically bad defense. When you look at this Ole Miss team, kind of in the confines of, of the SEC West race, what jumps out for you?
19: Well, I think it's both offenses, first and foremost. Uh, obviously experience at quarterback for Ole Miss. And even though there's a lot of skill that's gone, a lot of production that's gone, I think you still have to be pretty impressed with the production that returns. Really just the amount of guys who have been productive and made plays and played a lot of football. Uh, You know, I think Nick Broker coming back at left tackle is going to be big. I think you got enough experience on that offensive line to be able to make it go and to be able to be similar to what they were a season ago. Uh, obviously, the majority of the offensive brain trust is back. I'm a little worried about, you know, losing your offensive line coach, who I thought did an amazing job last season. But I think you'll you'll figure out a way to be okay. I think they got a young enough newcomer there. But with Mississippi State, I think it's really intriguing because, you know, you took a lot of young talent and sort of inserted it into that lineup late in the season, yeah. and. Those guys didn't have a ton of time to really acclimate or get comfortable. And what do we always hear when we talk about oh, – Well, it's all about repetition. You know, they only have nine plays or 18 plays or whatever it is. and They just run the same stuff over and over and over and over. Well, guess what they're going to have this year? Spring practice, a normal fall practice. And, you know, there's a big part of me that just wonders – could be totally different with a couple of productive wide receivers, a productive tailback, um, you know, a lot of your offensive line coming back, and a quarterback who, by the end of the year, looks like he had a pretty good grip on how that thing was supposed to work, and now they actually get to rep it and practice it the way that they're supposed to. Maybe that makes it completely different than what it was a season ago. But the difference there, I think, would be – You have a defensive coordinator that you just feel like is much more capable and had a lot more success last year now. Is it fair to be concerned that, you know, the leadership on that defense is gone with Spencer and Jones and Thompson? Yes, absolutely. But still a lot of guys have played a lot of snaps. And, you know, the guy who was designing it is still going to be there. And I have a lot of confidence in what Zach Arnett did last year and what he'll be able to do this year. I think for me, and I'm not saying win the West, or anything like that, but I think if there's a, te- a team that probably most overachieves in most people's mind this year, I think for me, Mississippi State will probably be that team. And part of that is so many people are talking about you know one, two, three wins, which I'm just kind of like, no, I, I don't, I, I don't see that. I, I think it's going to be a team that, that's much closer to 500 maybe even a game or two over 500 so I'm not saying again I'm not saying they're competing for the West this year but just based on what I hear a lot of people saying about Mississippi State I think that could be the team that that really goes further than what most people's expectations for them are in the SEC
20: this
2: fall. Cole you mentioned Will Rogers. And, and coming on, and we've had a lot of conversations about quarterback at Mississippi State. And hey Dad, who obviously covers the team closely, is not 100% convinced that Will Rogers is going to be the quarterback. You have Jack Abraham transferring in from, from Southern Miss, and you know he's got a lot of experience, not at Mississippi State, but a lot of college football experience. And then Sawyer Robertson coming in, who's kind of a, a Mike Leach guy. How would you handicap that For, from a distance in terms of – you know, likelihood that Will Rogers is actually the starter.
19: I would, I mean, first off, we're not going to act like, hey, Dad knows what the hell he's talking about, are we? <laughs> like, we're not, I mean.
3: I'll remember that next time you have I mean, me on.
19: Listen, we don't need any more biscuit talk for the next few months, so we're good. Well, yeah, right, we got yeah, yeah, we're of good. About, so, I'll, We'll be hitting you up when the off season arrives next time. So, I got. Um, I think it's fair. I think it's fair what Brian says because I mean let's let's not act like you know Mike Leach quarterback is has always been sort of a normal thing. I mean nobody thought Garner Minshew was going to be anything near what he was. Everyone thought, including myself, that KJ Costello was just going to get it and go out there and have all the tools and be able to rip it up. That didn't really work out. So he's always kind of had he's he's kind of always had he did he's always kind of had different guys I guess um you know maybe maybe not the the most usual suspect to be his guy but I just you know I saw a little confidence from Will late in the year I know it's a system that he's familiar with from high school but it will be interesting now that more guys will have more opportunities to get more reps uh, through spring ball and then that we saw, and then obviously now with, I mean, not it's not just a fall camp, It's the fact that these guys can go and, and what a lot of people don't understand is a lot of the a lot of big time college football teams, most of them, I mean, they're not just going out there and having seven on seven for fun during the summer. I mean, th- these guys are having glorified practices every night. I mean, they're going through stretch periods. They got every position group out there. You know, they're running through some fundamental work before they go out there and run their seven-on-seven. I mean, it's not like – like when I was in school, the quarterback showed up. He had a bag of footballs. He emptied them out. You know, I was usually out there. Maybe another offensive lineman or two came. You might get a linebacker, and then there's 80% of your receivers, 75% of your DBs. You run some routes, you get out of there. It's just – it's much different now than it was then. So, you – it really gives you a chance to actually progress – over the course of the summer. And they didn't really have that last year either. So there will be opportunities because of what wasn't there last year and what will be there this year for somebody to maybe go grab a position that we don't expect or maybe surprise us as far as how much they play. And quarterback at State may end up being one
2: of those. 90 seconds left. Is Matt Corral your preseason first-team All-SEC quarterback? I
19: mean, who else is even – in contention
2: see see, i've argued that jt daniels is going to be voted by the media first team all sec i don't think he should be but i think he will be yeah
19: i could i actually i could see i i see where you're going i like where your head's at there from a media perspective i I think that's possible um i could see maybe max johnson taking some votes if he's actually named the starter before media days but i don't really think that that's going to happen so I still think it's got to be Matt Corral. I mean, yeah, JT was great in the final quarter of the season, and you know, I think Georgia might be my favorite in the SEC going into the season. But still, it's got to be Matt Corral with what he did start to finish. I don't think there's another guy that's accomplished as much as he has at that position in the SEC.
2: Man, we've had so much fun talking baseball. Baseball's such a big deal in the state of Mississippi at the college level. I got to tell you, man, that was refreshing. Just, just. Good Smash Mouth deep dive into some uh, some college football stuff. I like it, man. Well, I
19: enjoyed it. I, I mean, I'm, I can talk baseball too, but you know, next time let's uh, let's diversify a little bit, and maybe we'll talk biscuits, maybe we'll talk baseball, and then we can talk some football as well.
2: What Haydad doesn't really tell people is deep down, it's just a shtick. He actually really, really likes cornbread. That's a lie.
3: Once again, Richard Cross has told a lie on statewide radio.
19: I, don't, I mean, I'm not a cornbread hater, so don't don't put me in that category. No, that would not. Been, hey, uh, I'm biscuits, but I'm a hater.
2: Are, are you recovering from your most recent surgery? And and what number was that?
19: That was number thirteen, biceps tendon repair. I uh, don't know fourteen. Excuse me, uh, biceps tendon repair. I have the brace off. I am I am making my way back. Probably about sixty seventy percent back. It's just gonna take some time to get everything fully strength, but uh we're doing all right. We're we're surviving.
3: Still picking up go. kids and uh
19: getting through the day. So
2: that a boy. Hey good talking to you. Thanks so much for your time, Cole.
19: Anytime fellas, have a good one.
2: We'll catch you soon. That's Cole Kublik joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line, college football analyst at ESPN and SEC network and co host of three man front on jocks in Birmingham. Sports Talk Mississippi, we will be right back.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 74. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny with a slight chance of rain, high near 92. For your Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. This weather brought to you by No-Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No-Drip difference is all about. No-Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com.
11: Here's Uncle Cy. What's
16: the biggest bug you've ever seen in your life?
23: Well, that would be me and a bunch of soldiers when we was in Vietnam fighting the war. We run into a herd of Oriental cockroaches, and they all weighed about 30 pounds. We actually had a firefight with them for about two hours. They was trying to overrun us. If you want the real story about pest control, call Havard Pest Control Incorporated, the professional bug exterminator.
1: The name of trust for over 65 years. At Havard Pest Control, the
4: difference is clear.
1: At Havard Pest Control, their number one goal is customer satisfaction. Havard understands that everyone's pest control needs are different. That's why they offer a wide variety of services to protect your home against all kinds of pest and termite invasions. When it comes to keeping your home and family safe against all kinds of pests, trust Havard. Havard pest Control. Visit HavardPest.com
10: or call 601-936-0309. 601-936-0309.
23: carter Jewelers was established 172 years ago in 1849 and is recognized as one of the oldest surviving businesses in the nation. One of the reasons for this 172-year miraculous survival has been our commitment to quality. Today, we've stepped up our game, and we're producing what we believe and know is the best quality diamond and gemstone jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail. I'm going to say that again. Carter Jewelers is producing the best quality diamond jewelry ever made, and we're selling this jewelry at incredible prices. Carter Jewelers has been voted best jewelry store for the last three years by the Jackson Free Press. Trade-ins are welcome, and we've started our Christmas layaways. 18 months' interest-free financing and no credit check financing. Carter Jewelers is located downtown Jackson on High Street, two blocks from the Capitol and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. Attention!
0: If you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the Bundle, or by the Roll, Sock Knit Broom Products, Oil Gator, Oil Dry, Spill Kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net.
9: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi's vaccination rate is the lowest in the country, and State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says this is especially problematic among the state's younger population. The challenge with that's going to be is we're going to have ongoing outbreaks that are going to do several things. It's going to
21: impede our ability to open up schools fully without having to go through quarantine and close off events and that sort of stuff. But also, it's going to further threaten those vulnerable groups because we're maintaining transmission.
9: Just under 35% of Mississippians have received at least their first dose of the vaccine, and just 30% of Mississippians are fully vaccinated. And Amazon has announced that it will build a solar farm in Scott County. It's part of the company's launch of a group of new renewable energy projects in the United States, with the Mississippi solar site being one of 14 projects in North America and Europe. The Scott County site is expected to be operational by 2024.
16: This is Jake Mangum for Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. One of the most underrated attributes in baseball is determination. It's one thing to want to do something and another altogether to get it done. That's why I love the team at Farm Bureau. They get the job done every single time. If you aren't already on the team, it's time to join Farm Bureau. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team.
4: Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the
6: little
14: children of the world.
12: Gallo here, just want to remind you about the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Fawn on July the 15th. Look, not only tune in, be a part of it right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Talk Mississippi, now. Now. now.
2: Laughing as I see the video play over and over of Sergio Romo pulling his belt out of his baseball pants, unbuttoning them, and then sliding them down to like mid hip. Mid thigh. I guess. <laughs> Followed by Manfred saying that the checks have gone, quote, very
3: well. He should have just said swimmingly. They've gone swimmingly. Swimmingly.
2: Richard Cross, Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. Thanks for being with us on this Thursday afternoon. Going to be a part of the conversation. Ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. And that, uh, that was fun with Cole. It was fun with Brooks Bryan as well. Appreciate both of them joining us on the Farm Bureau phone line. So let's see, where do we start? Let's start with the last question about Matt Corral. So his initial response was, well, I mean, who else would it be? And then he kind of gave the, oh, yeah, I see what you're doing with regard to the media at SEC Media Days. I've been beating this drum that Matt Corral should be preseason first-team All-SEC quarterback, but probably won't be because of how the media will vote. They'll pick the guy from Georgia. I'm softening on that just a little bit. Do you guys think, maybe on both sides of that, will he be, should he be?
3: Well, based on what I was told about the SEC media days and who they're going to credential, and you're going to get more of like the actual media there and not more of just the touchdown Alabama crowd, it's probably very possible because people who watch the games and cover the teams have seen Corral, and they might go that route.
2: Uh, let's see here. Phil Steele has released his preseason all conference teams and he's got Matt Corral over JT Daniels. Okay. I haven't seen a lot of preseason all conference teams out there. Borky, have you seen any? I think I mentioned that to you yesterday or maybe it was this morning and you're like, hold on, has one of those come out?
5: No, and I've been meaning to pick up a couple of the magazines that are not near as good as Phil Steele's that are out in stores right now just to see what they would have. But, no, I have not personally seen – I haven't seen one yet. See Comparing
2: here. their work last year, Matt Corral, 231 of 326, 71%, 3,337 yards, 29 touchdowns, and oof 14 interceptions. JT Daniels, he didn't play the whole season. We've got to remember that. Right. First star was 80 against 80 of 119. State. Well, say what? Was it five games? First star,
3: first star was against Mississippi State, yeah.
2: 80 of 119, 67%. 1,231 yards, 10 touchdowns, two picks.
3: Yeah. Athlons, I got their LSEC preseason pulled up. Uh, they have Corral first team, and they actually have Bryce Young second team over JT Daniels. They have Daniels the third team. I mean, give me a break. What are you doing? I mean, can't you? Isn't there something to be said though that just to insert Alabama quarterback and Alabama running back, and you'll probably be pretty close to the truth. Possibly, but you and a lot of people think Georgia's going undefeated. I do. do I'm. I, I'm not saying I agree with this, but. I mean, even if he, you know, is only as good as Jalen Hurts, <laughs> you're gonna be close to all SEC with those numbers. Yeah. Uh,
2: I mean, that's kind of the same philosophy that I have. I don't really need to know anything about Alabama. I just I made a promise to myself that I was going to vote Alabama first in the predicted order of finish every single year because my success rate would probably be what 80 90 percent at least yeah but no you can't you can't put Bryce young ahead of JT Daniels can you yeah
3: I mean if you want to do if you're if you're playing the projection game you could sure which I mean, I mean
2: that's what it, okay, is that is that the goal of a preseason All-SEC team? Are you trying to project who is going to be All-SEC when the season is over, I, or are you trying to predict your team or make your team based on what they've done on the field so far?
3: I, I try to project it as what's going to happen by the end of the season. That's how I do it. That's why last year my second-team quarterback was Costello, because I thought, okay, if this offense pans out the way it normally would for Mike Leach, he's going to throw for over 4,000 yards. Now, was I right? Obviously not. But that was my thought process going into it.
2: Who was your first team quarterback last year?
3: Uh, I have to look. It wasn't Mac Jones, was it? No, it wasn't. Kyle Trask? Maybe so. Seems like maybe you went Kyle Trask. I can tell you. Hold on a second.
2: But you you still have that?
3: I, I normally post it on Facebook, so just let me... (laughs) <laughs> so do that a little bit. On Facebook. Yeah, I always there put my, my, my All-SEC team up there.
5: There
2: you go. Borky, who's your preseason All-SEC quarterback? This year
5: it's Matt Corral. With well, Daniel's too.
2: Same thing for you, a Yes, and it was Kyle Trask.
5: That was mine as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's the one, too, that I would go with this year as well. Who could... Who else could be in the conversation? Could could Connor Bazelak at Missouri be in the conversation?
3: No. No.
2: Or Bryce, Bryce Young, Young could be.
3: Bryce Young could. and Honestly, with the way they've churned out stats over the past five, six years, he deserves to be in the conversation. He's going to be the Alabama starting quarterback. There's a ton of talent around him. He's going to put up numbers. He's going to win games. Yes. And if he doesn't, they'll find somebody who will. I promise you that.
2: Max Johnson at LSU,
3: <sighs> possibly. Is he is he winning the job? Is, it, is he for sure locked into that? I mean, it feels I, like I think, that's going to be. The I think case, so, but, but I don't know. Yeah, but. And then you know, again, if we're going to project, and I'm not, I, I wouldn't vote for him, but. A full season for Will Rogers, if Mike Leach's offense is what it's supposed to be, he's gonna put up numbers. But again,
2: you go into the do we
3: know if he's gonna be the starter? well there's that do I know that Mike Leach's offense is gonna be better? It's the other right. Is um uh, who's gonna be the starter for Arkansas? Oh, I saw this the other day. Hold on. I was doing we did an Arkansas preview.
2: It's not going to be the same, to be the kid from North Panola, is it? Who ended up starting at the end of the year?
3: As of, I mean, at this moment in time, the website that I use that, that keeps depth charts has KJ Jefferson number one. Yes.
2: So KJ Jefferson, I don't out think it North matters. Panola High School in Sardis, Mississippi. What do you mean? I
5: There are a lot of people that were in love with Sam Pittman and what he did last year, and it was certainly not a bad job. I think Arkansas is filled with fool's gold, and they are going to really, really struggle this season again, regardless of who the quarterback is. I don't think they have a roster that is prepared to compete in the SEC.
3: They'd be good enough to win six, six, maybe seven games, though, I think. I think they can beat Missouri and, and a couple others. And then win their non-conference games. They certainly can, but will they? I, I think so. I think that's a well-coached team. They're good up front.
2: So, so where do you think the deficiencies are, Borky,
5: with that roster? Skill positions mostly. I agree. I agree with that.
3: Traylon Burks is really good. Got a decent really running back. Really good. The, yeah. Their
5: best wide receiver hit the portal. Oh, only yeah. decent wide receiver hit the portal. The guy that led the team in receptions last year. Traylon Burks? Burks did?
3: If, if that's the case, I missed that. He, he's still with Arkansas. Then it's the other one. You're making me... I'm doing a lot of Googling on today's uh, show. Be a fast Mike, Woods. Yeah, Mike Woods? I mean, I don't think he was as good as... Uh, yeah, Numbers
2: may have Burks been better when it was all said and done, but Burks down the stretch was really good. Yeah, for uh, for Arkansas. Yeah,
3: but I agree they don't have three or four guys there that make you, you may make you go, okay, we're worried about that guy. Who are you game planning for? If you could take uh, Burks out of the game, you know, you feel pretty good.
2: Jason sends a message, and I think this is you know as we were kind of working through the league. He says, "I'm wondering how good Emory Jones will be. Mullen will not have an ineffective quarterback."
3: Great runner. I don't know how much of a passer he is. I think he's very Fitzgerald-esque. Which is fine. You can win a lot of games and be very effective offensively. Just throwing the
2: football was such a big part of that offense last year. Yeah, but I think they... Now, you know, obviously, Kyle Trask doesn't have the same skill set that Emory Jones has. I understand and, that.
3: And, and Mullen can make those changes. He did it for Dak from junior to senior year, and then he went back to Fitzgerald being more of a runner. So,
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. More coming up. We'll be right back.
6: The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. That earlier accident in Hines County on Highway 49 northbound has been cleared from the roadway and currently there are no new reports of accidents or congestion affecting your afternoon commute. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop. The best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
4: It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a laid-back Sunday afternoon you wish would never end.
11: The homemade taste of bluebell,
1: and good friends
11: gathered round. The good old days are being made right now.
23: introduced the original cookies and cream ice cream. So every time you dig into that familiar creamy vanilla ice cream that's loaded with chunks of chocolate cream cookies, you can say thanks. You're more
17: than welcome.
1: The good old days are being made right now.
0: for Bluebell ice cream at all corner market locations and all Sefco convenience stores.
1: In the concert event of a lifetime, come experience the dynamic energy of one of the most accomplished musicians of our time, Carlos Santana. Blessings and Miracles Tour 2021. September 26th, Brandon Amphitheater. Take a trip through the hits from Woodstock to Supernatural and a backwards flip into the unknown. Reserve seat tickets on sale Friday at 10 a.m. Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment.
13: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. You can support Mississippi's many talented farmers, artisans, and craftsmen by purchasing products with a Genuine Mississippi logo. And that's the proof it's the real deal. To find products grown, raised, crafted, and made in our great state, just visit GenuineMS.com or visit the Genuine Mississippi store at the Mississippi Farmers Market every Monday through Friday 11 to 1 and Saturdays 8 to 1. I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi.
1: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. It's time to get real. Real Sports Talk for Mississippi. It's time for you to get real with it. Sports Talk Mississippi continues on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: To remind you that we will air the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon coming up on Thursday, July 15th, right here on Super Talk, Mississippi. And we're asking for your help. One of the ways that perhaps you can help is by donating an item to our Radiothon online auction. The money raised from your item will go directly to help the children of Palmer Home. If you've got something that is over a $100 value and you'd like to donate, It to be auctioned off during the Radiothon, a tax-deductible gift. Let us know by emailing donate at supertalk.fm. Again, donate at supertalk.fm. But more than anything, we are looking forward to spending Thursday, July 15th, with you for the ninth Annual Palmer Home for Children Radiothon. The New York Times commissioned a study. And they published a report this past Sunday that revealed lab tests did not find amplifiable tuna DNA in Subway's famous or perhaps infamous tuna sub. The New York Times submitted 60 inches worth of Subway tuna sandwiches. I don't know if
5: that's 5 foot longs or 12 6 inches, but 60 inches nonetheless. I kind of... I like to think about it as they sent one long, sixty-inch
2: instead sub. of party sub. Yeah, they went with the party sub. Okay, they went with the party sub. Well, but that yeah. wouldn't be possible because the sandwiches came from three separate Los Angeles locations for lab analysis. In the wake of we a lawsuit it. that was filed earlier this year, alleging that the sandwich chain was serving customers, "quote a mixture of various concoctions that do not constitute tuna." Close quote. <laughs> The suit claims that independent lab tests showed the company meant to imitate tuna's appearance by blending together these unknown ingredients. Here's the thing: not only did the lab tests fail to identify tuna DNA, these lab tests were unable to determine the origins of the fish in the provided sandwiches. The quote, but it was it was fish, right? No amplifiable tuna DNA was present in the sample, and so we obtained no amplification products from the DNA. Therefore, we cannot identify the species. There's two conclusions. One, it's so heavily processed that whatever we could pull out, we couldn't make an identification, or we got some and there's nothing there that's tuna.
3: If you ever kill somebody, give the body to Subway. Never get caught.
2: Subway responded.
3: Yeah, I'm sure they did.
2: The taste and quality of our tuna make it one of Subway's most popular products, and these baseless accusations threaten to damage our franchisees, small business owners who work tirelessly to uphold the standards that Subway sets for all of its products, including its tuna. Given the facts, Mm. the lawsuit constitutes a reckless and improper attack on Subway's brand and goodwill and on the livelihood of its California franchisees. Indeed, there is no basis in law or fact for the plaintiff's claims, which are frivolous and are being pursued without adequate investigation.
5: Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. Testing the DNA of your product seems
11: pretty adequate. How about this? I I missed this.
2: In October Mm. of 2020, Ireland's Supreme Court ruled that the bread... Used in Subway sandwiches couldn't legally be referred to as bread. Yeah. Because it exceeded the 2% of the total weight of flour used
3: in the dough. You mentioned this earlier when we were talking about this pre-show. Is there any product that has a greater gap in quality between a nice piece of rare tuna cooked on the grill or in the, the cast iron, nice and rare, and it's beautiful, and tuna fish in a can? The it's chicken the of the animals.
2: sea, baby. It is the yeah, chicken
3: of the sea. It's not really chicken. Is there a greater difference than anything? I mean, you know, well, it even might like be. potted meat. I don't know. Yeah, hey, Chicken
5: of the sea may be chicken after all. Jessica Simpson was on to something.
3: Next thing we're going to find out, those were buffalo wings. Hey, <laughs> Jessica Simpson reference. That's been a while.
5: How about that?
2: Hey, second time our I thought time of to shine. Yeah, second time I've thought of Jessica Simpson in the last week. Obi was asking me if we could find some uh, old reruns of The Dukes of Hazard, like the original oh, yeah. TV show. He wanted to watch them. We mm-hmm. couldn't find it anywhere that they were streaming. You had to buy them. So, I mean, of the 17 streaming services that I think we subscribe to, none of them are streaming Dukes of Hazard. But there was a trailer for the movie, and Obi's like, hey, I want to watch the trailer. I was like, okay. I clicked on it, and Jane was like, he can't watch that. It won't be great. I was like, it'll oh, be fine. It's just a trailer. It's approved for all audiences. On well, further review, perhaps my eight-year-old son shouldn't have watched the uh, trailer for Dukes of Hazard.
3: You shouldn't watch that movie anyway. It's, I mean, come on. You can't recreate that mag- magic.
2: When I occasionally order tuna, and they say, "How do you want it cooked?" I said, "Seared." But when I say seared, really, what I mean is tss, tss. that's all I yeah. want.
3: That's all you want, yeah. With
2: a little. Crumbled sesame seed on top, had a nice little dose of wasabi on the side. Delicious,
3: man! That sounds not in, good. Not in a can covered in mayonnaise, though.
2: Nope, nope, indeed. Eat
5: fresh, everybody. <laughs> Eat something. <laughs> Super
1: sports. Sports. This this Talk. Talk.
11: Powered by your three professionals at the Street Fox 601-345. News, I'm Karen McHugh. At least one person is dead, nearly one hundred still unaccounted for, following the collapse of one section of a twelve story condo in Florida's Miami Dade County. This man saw it happen.
15: And saw the second the second part of the building just completely fall and and it was I've never seen anything like and the entire neighborhood is covered in, in dust smoke debris is everywhere on Collins and Harding and it's, it's a hard scene to,
11: to watch. Mitch Balcony was with Fox's Martha McCallum. A nearly $1 trillion bipartisan deal on the nation's infrastructure is reached in Washington. One lawmaker explains why it's so necessary. If we're going to compete with China, who's a pacing
10: threat in this world, who wants to take
11: our position over, this package is critically important. Democratic Senator John Tester of Montana. America is listening to Fox News.
16: along with Takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's and the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse,
10: East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030.
21: Smith Marine has killer boat deals on sale now, featuring Crest Pontoons and Suzuki Motors, offering thousands of new boats right now along with Suzuki Specials. This is the best time to buy your new or used boat. You'll never find a better deal. Smith Marine, 149 Harbor Drive, Main Harbor Marina
9: in Ridgeland. I'm Steven Gagliano, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With experts warning that the emerging Delta variant of COVID-19 may be more infectious, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explains that having a large amount of the population unvaccinated could have dire consequences. Because of that increased infectiousness, not only can it be transmitted
10: to those individuals who are unvaccinated, but it can also be transmitted to folks who are fully vaccinated who may not be completely protected from the vaccine or may be in congregate settings where their exposure rises to a higher level.
9: Mississippi currently has 29 cases of the strain. And according to the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office, a man awaiting extradition to Moss Point to face murder charges has died after he was found unresponsive in his cell. Anthony Hunt was set to face the charge in the shooting death of Devante Carson, and officials say that a medical exam indicates that he suffered cardiac arrest.
21: A.A. This is a big deal. Now at healthcare.gov, millions more people can afford health coverage. Due to the COVID relief law, four out of five customers can get a plan for under $10 a month with financial help. For doctor visits, to preventive services, to prescription drugs. These are quality plans. You can do this. You can have coverage as soon as July 1st if you sign up now at healthcare.gov.
9: Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. On July 1st, many new laws enacted by the legislature will take effect, including the License Reciprocity Bill, which Senator Jeremy England explains will help to address the state's teacher shortage
17: now where teachers can come in, and if they have a valid license from another state, they can come in and apply for a license here in Mississippi and have that license for five years. So we're getting less restrictive, which is a very good thing.
9: The new law extends to countless other professions as well. And 2020 was an active hurricane season, and this year is predicted to be just as busy. Anthony Wilson, president and CEO of Mississippi Power, says for 58 days last year, his crews were servicing communities impacted by storms
8: literally two months out of the 12 months we were engaged in storm restoration which is way out of the norm but you know our our folks take that very seriously the economy has a difficult time moving forward if they have no electricity
9: big head todd and the monsters are coming saturday july 17th wicked weed brewing presents the twilight concert series at renaissance Get sale now at ardenland.net don't miss big head title the monsters with southern avenue and south of eden live at renaissance produced by ratchet entertainment group and Ardenland.
15: bad internet is bad for business
6: To Good Things with Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
1: You're number one for Sports Talk. Anyone? 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 Come on, don't be shy. Sports Talk, Mississippi.
10: Bingo,
17: man,
1: bingo. Super Talk, Mississippi.
2: you thursday afternoon today is june 24th so we are what nine weeks from you hearing me say at this time on a thursday welcome to the weekend because that's how i feel about thursday afternoon once we get to college football season Alongside Brian Haydad and Michael Borky, I'm Richard Cross. Great to be with you. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. One hour left on this Thursday as we're in the middle of the summer. I guess technically it's a very early part of the summer. But nonetheless, we're glad to be with you. c text line is open at 601-879-4395. Are your video conferences lagging? VPN connections dropping? VoIP calls choppy? time to face the truth. Cable can't support your business the way Fiber Internet can. Learn why at cspire.com slash fiber. Time right now for the College Football Fix. Michael Borky will take the lead on the college football fix. But before he does that, we will remind you that it's brought to you every day by your local Mississippi Ford dealers. They make the SUVs that are second to none, like the Explorer and Expedition. And don't forget about the 2021 Ford F-150 Built to get the job done, newly redesigned, and absolutely spectacular. Log on to BuyFordNow.com or stop by your local Mississippi Ford dealer to test drive one today. Michael Borkey for the college football fix, Been doing wants that to tie thing the NBA to college football. And so far be it for me to yeah, get now, in the way of that. Don't turn off of the radio.
5: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't touch the button. Don't touch the button. Stay with us. Stay with us. Because I do have a point. a promise. Proceed. So much has been made over the last few years about NBA ratings, and because they're plummeting or have been plummeting, pretty terrible, for a lot of reasons, not just one, but they've not been good going in the bad direction or a bad direction. Um, But these playoffs, in particular, have done really good, especially in market share, which is an important thing, because fewer and fewer TVs are being turned on anymore. So the market share is really good, and the young demographic is is quite good. And I don't know if you've noticed, and a lot of you probably haven't, but there's no Golden State Warriors. They got eliminated early, out of the play-in game. Didn't even have a playoff series. No Warriors. LeBron was bounced really early.
11: I
0: uh-huh.
5: hate that. The Knicks lost in the first round, and that was a lot of fun. The Brooklyn Nets have been eliminated. No Chicago, obviously. Uh, so the only big brand you have left is the Clippers, and they're the second-tier team in their own city. The playoffs have, fe- have featured small markets and the non-traditional... Teams that usually draw like LeBron and the Lakers or the Golden State Warriors or the New York Knicks. They're not a factor in this, yet there's an uptick, there's good, strong numbers, and elevated interest in the playoffs. So here's how it ties to college football, at least how I think it can be tied to college football, because there are no traditional powers left in the playoffs. People are interested. There's new blood, there's new faces, there's new markets, there's new regions of the country that the broadcast partners have to pay attention to now, and people are drawn in. The college football playoff this past year had its worst rating ever. The national championship barely, I'm talking by like 200,000 people, beat the two semifinal games, which is horrendous. Worst rating since the implementation of the playoff, really, really, really bad for the national championship game. I think when they expand the playoff, you will have a very similar phenomenon to what you're seeing right now in the NBA. Fresh faces, fresh teams, fresh conferences in the Pac-12's case because (laughs) they've been terrible, but fresh regions of the country, something new, pulling from different areas, and I think you will see a recovery in college football the same way you are seeing in basketball right now. Non-traditional powers aren't holding strong in ratings anymore. And college football has the same problem that the NBA has. It feels top-heavy. It feels like there's only a handful of teams that are important. You know who doesn't operate like that? The NFL. They haven't seen a plummeting like any other sport has. Every team matters, and there's I, I was going to
2: say it's because the it, it everybody's got a chance.
5: Everybody's got a chance and it feels every like every year, team matters or almost every year. And that phenomenon won't exist in college football, but I do think that what we're seeing right now with basketball and the attention that's paid on these playoffs without the traditional teams and powers, the same thing will happen. Once the playoff expands to 12, new regions of the country, new conferences, new teams, new faces will reinvigorate a sport that is going in the wrong direction as far as interest and national viewership. And that's how you
3: can tie NBA to college football. I have a question, too. Go ahead, Richard. Will –
2: okay, you said the semifinal numbers were way down this past year.
5: No, semifinals were okay. It was the championship that was bad. Okay. But those but were overall, down, too. The overall numbers for the college football playoff were down. Yes. As was every sport, but college football was especially down. So, let's say we don't get it this season, we don't
2: get it next season, but the following year we go to the the, the 12-team playoff. Will the viewership numbers for the first-round games, with the four teams getting a bye, so 5-12, 6-11, 7-10, 8-9, and then the quarterfinal games, where one plays the winner of 5-12, two plays the winner of 6-11, three plays the winner of seven ten, and four plays the winner of 8-9. Will those numbers be as big or bigger for those two weekends as the semifinals this past year?
5: Probably so. I think so. And it helps that there are more games as well. I mean, yeah, yeah like I mean, I, mean I, know I get after. that. I mean, I mean, if you're
2: talking about collective viewership, then sure. But I, you know,
3: my my question is this: when we talk about like in the NBA right now, you know, Bucks and Hawks, that is that's new money in the game for sure. And, and it's the sexy
2: with, yeah, with Trey Young on one side and Giannis yeah. Antetokounmpo on the other. That's good Clipper. stuff.
3: Clippers and uh, and Suns. Devin Booker is a new star. I, it's good stuff. in In college football, what are the odds that you know we get to this? I mean, even if Michigan were to get in there, they haven't been in the playoff. But is Michigan really sort of new blood? Is is it's it possible for for a team, you know, whatever the college football equivalent of the Hawks is, to, to, to get to make a, a serious run in this? I don't know. You know who that could be? The program's here. Yeah, that, that would be it. But, I mean, by that same token, though, in terms of ratings. The
2: short-term answer is no, but the longer-term answer is it's going to take some time and eventually yes. Yeah,
3: that's probably the correct answer. So the Hawks were not
2: very good three years ago, right? Right. And they've kind of slowly built around Trey Young, and he's grown into a star in the NBA. So mm-hmm. maybe in year one, where we go to 12 teams, it's still a bunch of Common brands. I don't mean common in a, in a negative way. But but what if is there is a trickle-down effect that recruiting becomes a little easier and a little more balanced and more teams get yeah. good players because more teams have legitimate access to the playoff and over the course of, I don't know, say five years, we do see a little bit more of the sharing of the wealth. I'm not... I'm not ready to say we get to parity in college football. But I do think we get more teams involved, right? And, and that's what we've heard as the stated goal. We heard it from Dr. Keenum. We've heard it from the 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 combination of Sankey and Swarbrick and Thompson and, and Bolsby. Oh, breaking news. Hold on. Hold on. Just, we'll, we'll get to it. We've heard that over and over that this is about access for more. And so maybe as that access spreads, the opportunities grow for more teams. Tend to
3: agree. I, it's- you know, the, the one thing that, that's going to help, I think the best rating scenario is when the young star can knock off the old star. You know, he had that with Jordan when he rose up there and when LeBron sort of rose up there and things like that. You're guaranteed to have that in college football, right? Somebody is going to have to play and beat Alabama at some point. So can you get that one twelve matchup, you know, where the 12 beats the – however, and then the 12s play on the 1, and could they beat Alabama? That, that draws people in.
2: We have a big announcement, a big story that is breaking in college athletics. We'll tell you what that is when we come back. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at supertalk.fm. That was your college football fix. Driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers.
23: Make it real and make same.
20: Takes the work out of the courage.
14: She's such a sweet.
6: From The Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. That earlier accident in Hines County on Highway 49 northbound has been cleared from the roadway, and currently there are no new reports of accidents or congestion affecting your afternoon commute. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217.
12: Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor is now offering easy-go units with maintenance-free elite lithium batteries and an unprecedented 8-year warranty with unbeatable energy efficiency. Only at Ben Nelson Golf & Outdoor. Exit 114 in Gleickstead or online at
7: binnelson.com.
12: Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full year warranty. You mention my name, he'll take $50 off servicing. William Overstreet's the AC Experts 769-237-Cool. Or email directly, theacexperts at yahoo.com. And on Facebook at AC Experts. Or tweet or text me personally, I'll be glad to send you the contact. The AC Experts, highly
10: recommended the staff and management of Discount Gun Safes would like to wish you a very safe and happy 4th of July holiday. Remember our troops serving here and abroad. From your friends at Discount Gun Safes, have fun. But please drive safely this 4th of July.
14: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: This is a place for crazy people. If it's sports in Mississippi, you'll hear about it here. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Sports Talk Mississippi with you streaming at supertalk.fm. Pretty big news in the college baseball world. Kendall Rogers tweets, oh, about six minutes ago, breaking LSU baseball has hired Arizona baseball's Jay Johnson as its next head coach. Johnson led Arizona to two College World Series appearances in six seasons with the program. 44-year-old Jay Johnson, and it's funny because I have not seen Twitter has not just exploded with this news where like seven people are like, can confirm, can confirm and so my guess is the people that cover LSU baseball are scrambling right now to confirm what Kendall Rogers just tweeted I can't imagine that that was a shoot from the hip deal from Kendall Rogers
5: I have a guess yeah. as to where this came from
3: I mean, he, he's not just. Uh... <laughs> he just he just tweeted hashtag Raj bomb. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> good job, Kendall. Got to be Padding honest. Your
2: own back for being first.
3: Can I be honest? And I, yeah. I, well, I think I think I, I think I speak for both of us here. That hire didn't really scare me. Good coach. But is he going to elevate LSU that much? I don't know. If they had hired Vitello, I would be like, "That's that's that's a problem. It's a problem for Satan, Ole Miss. This guy. I could be wrong, but
2: it feels it's, like this uh, came from Jay Johnson or somebody really close to him, doesn't
5: it? Yeah. Or Scout Woodward, but um, well, West maybe. Coast guy. Only been a West Coast guy. I don't know how much that matters, but that's the reality. If the way they approach hitting is something that they do consistently with LSU players they're going to be miserable every weekend to play miserable yeah yeah what do you mean yeah they just made Doug Nikhazy one of the best pitchers in America miserable in a win but that kid he had never been more stressed in his career than he was pitching against those guys no, I, I I don't disagree with that at all. N- not at all.
2: Um, my, my yeah was... I think the overall talent level in the SEC is maybe consistently better than the overall talent level in the Pac-12. I would
3: definitely agree with that.
2: And and you better have arms, but I mean, there's no question those guys can hit. I mean, the offensive philosophy. For, and, and look, I, I've thought back about this uh, another um, a, a bunch since the the Tucson Super Regional. All the doubles and the home runs were super, super impressive. But I was more impressed with overall plate approach and what you were talking about, Borky, with the ability to frustrate Doug Nikhazy or whoever else was on the mound. Because consistently, Taylor Broadway in his last start, every time those guys made a good pitch, made an out pitch, it felt like it was a foul ball. Just got a piece on it to stay alive at the plate. And that's a great hitting approach.
3: Also interesting that Roger's reporting that Nate Yeske will go to Texas A&M. He's not coming to LSU.
5: Which is, Oh, that's fun. I mean, that's
2: quietly been talked about for a while.
3: It has, but I mean, you talked about it yesterday. You thought that maybe that was going to be I, Yeah,
2: I team. wondered if that would be part of the deal. Yeah, apparently not.
3: And A&M has not
2: yet announced that I'm aware yeah. of that Yeski is going there. No. So maybe Jay Johnson swoops in and was like, yeah, but hey, man. You ever been to College
3: Station? So the biggest winner in all this is Tennessee, right? They've they've survived unless somebody I don't decides think to retire. LSU was that interested in Tony Vitello? Well, that's that's a mistake on their part, in my opinion. But Maybe. regardless, uh, they they seem to have survived this hiring cycle, unless somebody out of the blue decides to retire. You know, for, unless David Pierce decides he wants to leave Texas for some odd reason. That they're gonna. That's he's gonna be in Knoxville next year.
5: Not that I think he would have left, but just the stress of having your coach on some kind of a list. I mean, Mississippi State.
3: Yeah, I don't I mean, think there was a whole ton of stress there, but right. But that's you know.
5: what I'm saying is it, there wasn't any. I can't believe Woodward. I, if you were given the choice, it's an interesting choice. If you had to get a coach in Omaha, which that was the talking point, right? The article I read while we were stuck in the rain at the beach was he really values someone that has Omaha experience and they're looking at multiple targets that are currently there. And yet Chris Limonis' name never came up. That's a really bad mistake on LSU's part, but of course, great for for Mississippi State. And not having to, if you're John Cohen, you're going to have to probably give some kind of financial increase here this offseason, but... When you're bidding against yourself, it's a little bit less expensive than bidding against LSU. That seems reasonable.
2: I would think that Mississippi State would be extremely fair with oh, yes. Chris Limonis. I
5: mean, it, it's, it's going to be he, he, fun, He's earned so.
2: every yeah. penny that he's going to get. Yeah. Is this a better hire than if LSU had gotten Mike Bianco?
3: It, it, it feels like they're about the same. There's not, I mean, there's just not. I know people are going to say, well, he's been to more. I, I get it. That's fine. But they, they're both good hires.
5: I watched one team beat the crap out of another team coached by those two guys on the third game of a super regional and second Our trip in six up. years. Went to the championship series in his first year. He's back again. Had a really I, good team I, I last it. year before COVID.
3: I get it. I get what you're saying, but Bianca, well, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that Mike Bianco is not a great coach and would win at LSU. So, finally, got an LSU guy reporting it. Brody Miller just confirmed it.
2: I've also watched that same guy that you're talking about win 850 games over the last
3: 20 years, and the other guy, like we said, has missed two NCAA tournaments in the last four years. So, yeah,
2: we'll see. I mean, I think it's a good hire. I think Jay Johnson's a good baseball coach.
3: Yeah, it's a good hire. I don't know that it's put LSU back in the, at the top of the SEC, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, may, maybe that's the, the way to look at this. Are you any more scared of LSU today or in February than you were with Palmineri as their head coach? No. Are you more scared of LSU than you are with... Arkansas and Dave Van Horn?
3: Certainly not if you're Arkansas.
2: Are, are you you're more scared of LSU than you are of Tennessee and Tony Vitello with
5: what he, he seems to have rolling?
3: That's what so, I'm saying. So
5: last week we were doing, Mike Bianco's going to win huge at LSU because it's so much easier to get players. And now with a guy that's been to Omaha twice in six years, including the championship series, ah, well, not scared of him. So... LSU oh. won't elevate this guy, but it would have elevated Mike Bianco?
3: I wasn't scared of Mike Bianco at LSU. Well, I just thought he's a good hire. That's fair. Jay coach.
2: Johnson may very well win multiple national championships.
3: Yeah. On day one, though, I mean, I mean, when Clemson hired Debo Sweeney, I wasn't walking around going, that guy's going to become the best coach in college football. Pat Ford you know? gave the
5: hire an F back when he was at yeah, ESPN. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
3: I wouldn't give this an F. This is an A hire. It's a really good hire. But did, did LSU just hire the next Skip Bertman? somebody who's going to put them on top of the college baseball world? I don't know about
7: that.
2: I would have honestly been a little more, ooh, things just got tougher in the West
3: if they had hired Cliff Godwin. Yeah. I think Godwin he's gonna, was, the most, was the most intriguing guy. What job is he going to get now? Is he just going to wait out Bianco to retire? I think he's going to be at his alma mater for now. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just saying, though, like, what's the next step for him? When, when, when does it come? I don't know.
5: That That wasn't a lifetime contract Mike Bianco got. It was a one-year rollover that's customary. That job, if he wants it, could possibly be available soon. I mean, uh, options are going to come open for that guy.
3: Here's my question, and y- y'all will have to answer it. I can't. If we we if we're talking this, you know, June 24th, 2022, and state, you know, is has had a better season than Ole Miss, and has taken, you know, because they'll play the Governor's Cup next year. State takes another three out of four. Ole Miss flames out in a regional or super regional. State goes back to Omaha. Which this is, you know, just just hypothetically. I mean, when do they, when do they, would they pull the trigger, then? Is there going to be a point where it's like being good isn't good enough? I don't know.
2: Yeah. I mean, yes, I would think that there would be a point where that is the case. I think there's just not enough context to be able to answer that right now. Okay. Right? Yeah. I and mean, How does the season play out? How does the postseason play out? I think, hmm. I hold that thought. Sports Talk Mississippi streaming at Supertalk.fm. We'll be right
11: back.
23: We'll be that. That's the funny show, huh? Oh baby.
11: Right
9: grace. This, this is great balls of fire.
10: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, mostly sunny conditions, a 40% chance of rain, high near 92. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 74. Your finally Friday, mostly sunny with a slight chance of rain, high near 92. For your Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 91. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
18: Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local,
4: and he will call you back.
13: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce. Come shop the freshest locally grown fruits and vegetables, meats, and other farm-raised products at the Mississippi Farmer's Market every Saturday from 8 to 1. While there, you can grab breakfast or lunch at the City Limits Cafe and shop our new Genuine Mississippi store for unique items made right here in Mississippi. The stores also open weekdays 11 to 1 every day. All this at the Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street in Jackson, right near the fairgrounds. Y'all come see us.
1: An the event of a lifetime, come experience the dynamic energy of one of the most accomplished musicians of our time, Carlos Santana. Blessings and Miracles Tour 2021. September 26th, Brandon Amphitheater. Magic. Take a trip through the hits from Woodstock to Supernatural and a backwards flip into the unknown. Reserve seat tickets
17: on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Red Mountain Entertainment
18: i'm lauren mcgraw with God go i'm here to help you with your special events like picnics reunions or weddings we have many options of luxury restroom trailers no event too big or too small when you gotta go please call got go 601-879-3969
17: i'm rex baker with gateway rescue mission people are angry these days but you don't have to be let's get 2021 started right because somebody out there needs your help At Gateway Rescue Mission, your donation can provide a meal. Your prayer can unlock the power of God to change your life. If we spend more time praying and less time fussing, we can help some people. Go to gatewaymission.org, make a donation and help change your life today. This Independence Day, the entire staff at A
10: Complete Flag Source would like you to join them in paying tribute to the many Mississippi soldiers serving to protect our freedoms here and abroad. Happy Fourth of July holiday from A Complete Flag Source.
9: I'm Stephen Gagliano, and you're listening to Talk Mississippi News. With experts warning that the emerging Delta variant of COVID-19 may be more infectious, state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers explains that having a large amount of the population unvaccinated could have dire consequences. Because of that, increased infectiousness, not only can it be transmitted
10: to those individuals who are unvaccinated, but it can also be transmitted to folks who are fully vaccinated who may not be completely protected from the vaccine or may be in congregate settings where their exposure rises to a higher level.
9: Mississippi currently has 29 cases of the strain. And according to the Orleans Parish Sheriff's Office, a man awaiting extradition to Moss Point to face murder charges has died after he was found unresponsive in his cell. Anthony Hunt was set to face the charge in the shooting death of Devante Carson, and officials say that a medical exam indicates that he suffered cardiac arrest.
4: Because of Palmer Home for Children, my three sisters and I are able to grow up together. When there was nowhere else for myself, my brother, or my sister to go, there was Palmer Home. My brother and I came to Palmer Home when I was two years old. Next month, I'll turn 16. Palmer Home for Children is my home.
12: Gallo here. Just want to remind you about the ninth annual Palmer Home for Children Fawn on July the 15th. Look, not only tune in, be a part of it right here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Sports Talk Mississippi, to the junction, in the grove, and to the top. Sports Talk Mississippi on Super Talk Mississippi.
9: of
2: what Scott Woodward and LSU thought of Tony Vitello. Don't you think Tennessee fans are excited right now? Tennessee baseball fans embraced this Tennessee team, got really excited, built it up during the postseason. What are you pointing at yourself for? I just said this.
3: I said that no, they I'm, have to be yeah,
2: the winners. I'm, I'm, I'm circling back again. Okay. I'm not disagreeing you, with you. I'm just don't, circling. Don't you back. make
3: this your idea, Richard? This is my idea.
5: I do hope they continue on with that, because I mean it's great here, right? We we love college baseball here, and the atmospheres are incredible. And we've got at least one seventy million dollar stadium, and Swayze is one of the better stadiums in America. We've got atmospheres in Southern Miss and the Conference USA as top 25 in attendance often. I mean, we we love it here. But college baseball still, I mean, as we talk about often also, is a very niche sport. And there are problems with how college baseball is set up that I don't think will get fixed until it gets national attention. Well, what brings national attention? More people caring the way Tennessee fans did this year. Oklahoma State built a new stadium. Maybe that will bring, draw more people. And the more people start paying attention, and the more that Ben Mintz and Brandon Walker at Barstool get people to pay attention to college baseball, the more people will start to realize that, hey, there's an imbalance that's created by NCAA rules that can go away, and maybe we can start doing things that will really help college baseball. Getting the third assistant that you're allowed to pay without having him run a bunch of camps during the summer. Those kind of things that we need fixed will come if more people care. And now we've got another program, hopefully in the SEC, that genuinely, truly cares with real atmospheres that people will pay attention to. And the more people that will pay attention, the more people will notice that something's wrong that needs to be fixed in college baseball
3: to make it a legitimate national sport. And I hope that happens. Everything you said is correct. But at the same time, it was nice, like two, three years ago, to see Tennessee on the schedule. And go, okay, that could be a sweep. <laughs> so, so it's like, you're gonna everything. Everything gets better, but now you now you got to really try to beat those guys. C Spire
5: text line. Sid, gorilla ball back to LSU. Well, maybe. Yeah, without uh, without the hey, hitting coach. I mean, how much is that hitting coach versus head coach?
2: Well, yes, he was the pitching coach. Pitching coach,
5: yeah. So he's bringing his hitting
3: coach with him. Maybe. Maybe. No idea LSU, what his staff's going to look like. I mean, LSU wasn't was was lacking for recruiting and lacking for mashers this whole time. They've always got them. So. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and look, part of it's philosophy, too, right? I mean, they they had an offensive philosophy that played to the ballpark that they're in. Leaving High Corbett Field behind and going to the box, it's a different type of place. I mean, it's a, a ballpark where... Jay Johnson's team should hit more home runs than they hit this past season. Despite Matt Moscona, you know, wanting, my, my, my buddy Matt Moscona, wanting to call Swayze Field a launching pad and Alec Box Stadium because it's 10 feet deeper in center field, you know, the polo grounds. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been to Alec Box or not, but the ball kind of flies there, like a lot.
3: That's out, that's out of here in Oxford. That's a, that's a common saying around here.
5: At least, though... At the box, when the ball goes over the fence, it's a home run, and if it hits the fence, it's not. Because at Arizona, it's not really that way. Yeah, if it goes right. over the if fence, you know, it's landing in the wall. In that yeah. there's a uh, there's a line. I mean, I, I it was so sad when uh, we couldn't get your thoughts on it right away from that Mickey Mouse ballpark they played in. But the fact that you had to have an umpire with eagle eyes to see whether or not a ball hit the wall like above Why a certain
3: line to determine a home run is just ridiculous. Why is that wall there? Just take it down. Yeah, you cut it in half.
7: It.
3: Just cut it in half. Did you get a good deal on uh, whatever you make walls out of? You're like, we just can't pass this up.
2: Yeah, I had no idea.
3: I don't know the answer to that question.
2: Uh, Jay Johnson will now know Humidity.
3: That's true. <laughs> it's a true story.
2: Keith and JS off... says he believes that Mike Bianco was a better fit for LSU.
3: Johnson no, he's a good person.
5: With, <laughs> I don't know anything about Jay Johnson, but Mike Bianco does not fit at LSU right now.
3: Jay Johnson might get off the plane and like you know his glasses fog up, and he's like, you know what, never mind. I pull a Dana Altman. Just I'm, I'm hightailing it back to Tucson. I can't deal with this. Patrick
2: says that he is done with Mike Bianco, he's seen enough, and he wants Ole Miss to move on,
5: and uh, they will get no more of his money. We don't need to go into the 1-in-21 kind of stuff today, but I, I do think that the the contract extension, I, I have a lot of friends and people that have talked to me lately about, well, that just means he's going to be at Ole Miss forever. No, that is not what that means. That's not what that means. That was not a lifetime contract. That was nothing other than just a, a standard rollover. That's all that was. There there will be pressure to win this season.
2: Either side must notify the other side within seven days of the final out of the regular season if there is not going to be a contract rollover. That notification did not have in, in either direction, and so Mike Bianco's contract was extended out. To a fourth year, which means that his base salary would be owed as part of a buyout in the event that they decided to make a change
5: sooner. That's all it means. That's all it is. And And his base salary is not $1.2 million. And I've also seen a lot of criticism of, of Keith Carter, which I find fascinating because... What else would you have liked they him to do? They went to a super regional! Well, that. I mean, and you're not going to fire the guy. So that's just completely off the table. That's not going to happen. If you think, if you think he should have done that, then we're, we don't live on the same planet. But saying that, oh, he should have handled it differently and he looked weak here and all that stuff. <laughs> maybe you can argue that to be the case. But why didn't he they released a statement sooner and, and they let it drag out till Sunday after Mississippi State won a Super Regional and I promise that wasn't a thought in their mind but th- there's a chance that they, he didn't like we talked about on this show many times certainly would not have cried or whatever if the, job, the LSU job was taken it, there was kind of an indifference there Um and so you're more willing to let the process drag out a little bit when you're okay with either result.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. I mean... so I think that's Keith misdirected. Carter, Keith Carter gave Mike Bianco a little bit of latitude to talk to his alma mater about their job. You can agree with that decision or not agree with that decision, um, I think Scott
5: Woodward used Mike Bianco. Yeah, you want to call somebody a jerk in this situation? That that's your guy, and then an agent. Scott Woodward up. leaked that the interview happened
2: somebody because, of course, he did. Say what? what? Hey, Dan. Somebody at LSU was a jerk. Yeah, but Scott Woodward doesn't care. Like he doesn't no. care what anybody else thinks. <laughs> well, He's just going to get his guy. And and he doesn't care how he does it.
3: Kim Mulkey I, or anybody else.
2: Yeah. I mean I am I am of the opinion, and it's a semi educated opinion that Scott Woodward lied to Mike Bianco's agent about what the meeting was about and then didn't offer the job. And then Mike Bianco, who I think is an honorable man, pulled out of it because he wasn't going to drag old miss along. And was it going to allow himself to be dragged along in the process as a puppet for Scott Woodward?
5: So there's, I, I get that that people are mad and, and stuff. I understand that. But uh, I mean, I even had somebody say to me that everything good that Keith Carter did with Lane Kiffin is now done. And I, I'm what are you ta- What are you talking about? I got news for you. I don't know if you know this or not, but if the
2: weather cooperates, when Ole Miss opens at home on Friday, February the 18th. It'll be six, 7,000 people there. The weather's really good. There'll be nine or 10,000 people there. And they will be second or third in the country in attendance. And they're going to sell 6,500 to 7,000 season tickets. And the people still like this. Ole Miss baseball. And if
5: it doesn't go well, Keith Carter will do what he feels necessary. And if you think he does not believe that they should be competing for championships you're you're missing the forest for the trees. I, I don't know how else to describe it. If you think that he does not believe his baseball program should be competing for championships, you haven't been paying attention to how he's done his job.
3: I think Ole Miss should just fire everybody and make y'all happy, is what I think. Get rid of Kiffin, Kermit, the whole group, Coach Yo. They can all go, who's the women's golf coach that's won a national title? Out. That's the easiest path, I think. I'll handle hiring the new guys, too. I'll make it easy. I, no pressure on y'all whatsoever. Porky, can you call ball plays? You want to be the head coach? Oh, I'll do it for half the pay, too. Save a little money just, in the process. I just saved y'all two and a half million dollars. Give me chicken tenders I can buy.
2: Sports Talk in Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm, Texas. Texas. <laughs> And Virginia playing an elimination game tonight. If the weather cooperates, we'll make a pick when we come back.
6: From the Venable Glass Traffic Center with two locations to serve you in Ridgeland on 51 North and in Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive, Crossgates. Call 601-605-4443 for all your glass needs. That earlier accident in Hines County on Highway 49 northbound has been cleared from the roadway, and currently there are no new reports of accidents or congestion affecting your afternoon commute. This update brought to you by Smith Brothers Body Shop, the best from us to you. Call Smith Brothers at 601-353-5217. Come
14: Summer's here! Are you ready for a vacation? How about a vacation from your car payment? approval is our number one goal. Bring us your trade. We'll give you a top dollar for it. So if you're ready for a vacation, then get to Ridgeland Mitsubishi for new payments for the entire summer. Ridgeland Mitsubishi, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com. Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1795 at 1999 19 dollars down. 319 percent for four months. You deal for details with
10: approved credit. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051.
21: COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, R.J. Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash
11: COVID.
1: Your midday meeting place, the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1, here on Super Talk Mississippi. Sports Talk Mississippi. Sports. 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 On your radio. And in the game. Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Resort pick of the day brought to you by the sportsbook at Timeout Lounge. Check them out, Pearl River Resort Water Park opening soon. Dancing rabbit rocking along, good times at the Gold Moon. Pick of the day: Texas and Virginia. Texas the visiting team, Virginia the home team, meaning that they will bat last. Just in case you didn't know that. And uh, not a great look on the radar for Omaha this evening. Perhaps a delay to the start of tonight's College World Series matchup. Winner of this game on Friday will be uh, will meet the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Who you got tonight, fellas?
5: Texas.
3: Who do you want tonight, officially? Ooh. Are you suggesting that I have a rooting interest? Hey, I have the a rooting unbiased. interest. Unbiased Big J right here. As a curator
5: of content well, big, and entertainment anyway. on a show that we try to sell to advertisers and curate as many listeners as possible, <laughs> I want Mississippi State to play <laughs> the worst of these two teams
3: yeah, and go to I, the
5: championship series.
3: I think Texas will win. I would like Virginia to win. So, does Virginia have a hand sign? I don't know. V for Virginia? I don't know. I just say good news. I got a hand sign for Richard Cross after that joke. I'll tell you that much. Check out Sports make Talk after dark. All the time. That's true. I make them. I'm sorry. I was just trying to join the party. That joke was hilarious. Don't feel bad. <laughs>
12: so Never wait, apologize. Or it wasn't oh, as
3: good. As it was. It wasn't as good as mine. But your, your joke right then was funny. Borky, did did you did you see the clip? We need to talk about how perilously close you were to dropping profanity on the air at Me? that moment. Yes. Go back and watch mm. that. And you're like, oh, shit. Boot. <laughs> shoot.
2: <laughs> shoot. Did you see that clip the other day, Borky? It was when you were out on Monday. We were going through winners and losers. We were talking yeah, about I'm Troy like... Stoltman, oh. the uh, world's, new world's <laughs> strongest man. The 30-metric-ton train
3: on it. I thought I thought Will East was legitimately going to soil himself. He
2: fell out of the chair that Michael Borky is sitting in.
3: It happened. It's fun. It happened. It's right. crazy to think that a state fan and an Ole Miss fan could be friends and joke around like that. It's great. It happens every now and then. Just stop it. No, uh, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm being like, oh. there are people who don't believe go. that. I'm saying it happens all the time.
2: True statement. Yes, it does. Not hey, we've you, got, uh, I'm just going to mention this. Like, I, I kept, for two days now, I've been trying to work this in, but it's like, do we really want to stop and talk about college basketball? But there is a note. Yesterday, the SEC Big 12 Challenge schedule was announced, and both Ole Miss and Mississippi State are in it this year. Which and next year, too, I guess. Long time. I don't I don't think since the challenge has begun, the two have been in it
3: at the same time. Maybe the first couple of years. I, whatever. You might be right. You might be right. Who was Here's this the slate honestly? of
2: 10 games scheduled for January 29th of 2022. Baylor at Bama. Ooh. West Virginia at Arkansas. Jokes write themselves there. Oklahoma at <laughs> Auburn. Yeah. Oklahoma State at Florida. Shockingly, Kentucky and
5: Kansas will meet. I'm right. sure that was randomly drawn out of a hat. Yeah. LSU at TCU, Kansas State at Ole Miss, Mississippi State at
3: Texas Tech.
5: I'm glad LSU is getting to play at Texas Christian because they need some God in their lives. <laughs> Missouri,
3: we're Iowa State. In this last segment
2: and the battle of the UTs, Tennessee at Texas. Everybody's
3: throwing heaters in this last segment here. We're just we're going out with
2: a bang. Will Tennessee have an assistant coach throw a binder when the basketball team
5: plays Texas?
3: Rick Barnes going to take on his old his old squad. Mm, some
5: storylines there. Tennessee's huh? got an emotional yeah. fall between that, even though they're on the right side of it, and Kiffin going to Knoxville this year. A lot going on. A lot of emotions there. Have you seen The Rock? Those people are going through some stuff. Recently? Oh, just always yeah how much do they yeah. pay the people to cover up the
3: profanities that are painted on it almost every night I mean it's whatever they're paying custodians man it's just a it's just their job you think there's, there's one somebody guy that's like there's hey. somebody who's yes yes there's a guy's like all right every morning I get up I check the rock I make sure there's no f-bombs if there are I paint over them that's why yeah, spray job. paint or like a roller or like a roller oh they're just gonna roll her out yeah just
5: handle that Cover up the human appendages that are probably painted on there at night as well. Yeah, yes. One of my least
2: favorite chores of all time is washing the paint out of a roller.
3: To paint less, I I don't disagree with you on that front. Stop buying houses every five minutes. Perhaps you're onto something way. there as well. I when you're out money, house, you got to keep buying. A, you know, pick a house and live in it. Cross for God's sake.
2: And I think that's now happening. Sports Talk Mississippi, streaming at supertalk.fm. We'll talk to you tomorrow to wrap up the week. Good night.
1: Oh, it's incredible. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.